Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous depths of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie, the River Styx Bellicon. Sam, the River Styx Burns. Oh no. And Ellie, Sticks and Stones Will Break My Bones, Sparrow. Oh dear. <laughs> they will. Can confirm. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a fact. <laughs> enough of them. Or, yes. or big enough ones. Or big enough anyway. ones, classically, yeah. Mm. yeah. Or just at the right angle with, them, uh, with enough velocity. Yeah. Yep. Mm. What is the smallest stick that could break a bone? Carefully position. Uh, did you say a bone? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah. But which bone? Because that does. Um, I'm going to say my left forearm specifically. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So, like one, of, like the ulna or something. Uh, I mean, like mm. again, like are we talking about just like with like a person just like swinging it at you, or are we? Yeah, velocity do... is a factor here. Yeah, because if we do oh, high didn't velocity, specify, that is your decision. Because if we do high velocity, your creativity, like fire a really high velocity toothpick, it probably yeah. Do yeah. Ooh. <laughs> be an interesting and horrible and it way will to break your arm. shatter hand. horribly. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. if it's just with, like, human strength, I want to say, like, it probably needs to be at least, like, eight to ten inches just so that you've got, like, enough to grip and still have something <laughs> to, like, smack yeah. with. It's going to depend on the kind of wood as well, isn't it? Yeah, it does need yeah it's mahogany. It's really to dense. Sure that you have but... enough to grip, yes. <laughs> Make sure the wood's big enough. <laughs> well, and hard like enough. You, you could do and it shorter, but do then it. it's more like you're just like using a flat bit of like the wood and then like smacking it down. You're basically just, it's almost functionally like uh, punching someone with the base of your fist. Mm. But with a bit mm. of wood in the way, which is a valid technique. Mm. Speaking of valid techniques, this is not an appropriate segue, but we're going to use it as one anyway to demand <laughs> feature us what messages from the present. It's far future, Jason, with messages from the distant present. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by you. As ever, a massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks and Fireballs Patreon, who helped keep this ship sailing in the days before the coming. There was a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, and should still be in your timeline, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. This is how it starts. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfarbles, link in the description. We were, at this time in history, an affiliate of Zavi, Fine producers of nerdy garments and handy household items. Remember, in the present, you can click through the affiliate link in the description and use code FLINTLOCKS20 to take 20% off clothing and FLINTLOCKS10 to take 10% off not clothing. And once again, we were involved with the online group heist game, Agent Venture. The most fun you can have on a Zoom call while keeping your shirt on. Pull off a heist, infiltrate a base, and save the world with only a laptop an internet connection, and your socially distant friends. Check out the link in the description. And that's it for announcements. 
for now. Back to you, distant past, Jason. So, just you don't have any visual here, but Ellie has made a little face out of, uh, out of potty, and it looks it looks kind of like two eyes and then a cat's asshole for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a bigger mouth, and then I left it for five minutes, and it sort of drifted. It's just like puckered up and in now, terror. You know, um, you know the grandma and George's marvelous <laughs> medicine, where yes. they say she's got a puckered up mouth like a dog's bottom. Or a now, pencil sharpener. Now it looks like that. Yeah. 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 Well, on that <laughs> cheerful note, I think it's time for us to begin Flintlocks and Farballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party have become known as Heroes of the Hound after the successful battle in the River Hound. Corzin Hoyes has just had a, for the most part, quite lovely birthday, despite being, you know, uh, technically in the early hours of the morning, started with a massive fuck-off battle, um, but and maybe capped by a visitation from a uh, instance of spoiler alert. Watch the previous, ep- listen to the previous episode, or I guess watch it if you're synesthetic. Um, uh, <laughs> listen to the previous episode uh, to uh, to avoid being spoiled on this. Continue on, uh, and being visited by essentially an echo of his son from a f- doomed future timeline. If that's how it works, who knows? The answer is I do, and I'm telling. Um, ah. <laughs> in which you're the worst. Uh, in which Corzin received an apparently accurate prediction of his own death um, in 13 days time (laughs) (laughs) that made no sense and I really enjoyed it so putting that aside for a moment you have taken on a midnight mission, it's actually like 11.30 but it's shortly going to be midnight to head six miles up river, up the West River, which, because you're going upstream, means that you're actually going to be going southeast, uh, to meet a barge filled with enough muskets to outfit two companies uh, of the militia here in town. And as the battle for the Hound proved, Arming your militia is go- is really important to increase their survivability. Because next time you'll be up against troops that aren't just disposable uh, undead, uh, shambling undead. So, uh, in order to facilitate the boat getting de- the barge getting in, uh, it's going to need to sneak past a number of cavalry patrols and at least one garrison. Fortunately. That's where you come in. Or specifically where Celestia came in, I want to say, five days ago. 
Yeah, actually, sorry, yeah, sorry. Actually, no, it would be six days, almost six days ago, because you did this on the 10th, not the 12th. Mm. So, actually, the, uh, the the nightmare region will drop on the 20th, not the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, five days ago, Celestia cast a week long uh, Mirage Arcane on the, uh, a square mile upriver on the West River, turning it into a nightmare land full of strange eyes, uh, mouths, and uh, vaguely revolutionary uh, chanting and singing. It's all a bit discordant and horrific. Yeah. As such, very few people are willingly going into that place right now. Do people live there? Uh, they did. Uh, a lot of them abandoned. <laughs> oh, no. A lot of them did. would have abandoned their yes. homes anyway and fled up to the city for protection, or maybe elsewhere, given the you know, ongoing war zone. So you probably vacated less people from their homes than you would otherwise. Good, good. But they're not coming back until this is over, very likely. Yeah. In other case, it provides an excellent bit of cover for your travel upstream. So, it's 11.30 at night. Are there any preparations you wish to make before beginning your trek uh, upriver to meet the barge? By the way, your passwords, as you acquired from uh, Alton, is your password is mutton, yep, counted by fishbone. Right. Um, Just get suited and booted, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's time to go. We kind of prepared last time, didn't okay. we? Okay. I, I am. I'm going to um, say to us, look. Um, I understand a, a deal's a deal, but would you mind awfully if I uh, dispense with the wig at this point? What for our stealth mission? I don't know about I'll be that. Upset. I, I understand that, but like, it's probably going to get shot off anyway. <laughs> Have we had a short rest? <laughs> Uh, you've had a party during which you probably could have ta- counted as taking a. Sh- I'll say you can count as taking a having long short rest. Party. It was a long <laughs> party. You probably like wallflowered or like sat and ate things long enough to re- to have taken a short rest. Yes. Lovely. I'll get some hit points back before we go. Yeah, I think I will too. <laughs> when did you take damage? I took damage when In we were the, getting uh, the, the witch's tip. The magic um, boat falling down box. The, the yeah, the magic boat. box. Not uh, a huge amount. I have amount, used spells. But... I have taken damage. I am so I'm... not ready for a mission. I'm just I gonna used roll... some spells, but I did not take damage. Mm. I'm just going to roll two uh, hit die. You did quite well on your uh, acrobatics checks. I did. Climbing yeah. The, uh, yeah, my the acrobatics and athletics are not great. All right. I have little hooves. They're not made for acrobatics. Hmm. I'm just saying, if you keep the wig on, you could disguise yourself as a ship. No one would know. Yes, we just put you in the canal. It'd be like a ship that was very far away until it was too close. And hmm. yes, yes, this is perfect. No, but I won't be able to talk to the uh, the two of you if we're out of um, yelling range. Hmm. Oh no, you can rely on us to be stealthy and unseen. (laughs) Okay, here's the deal with the boat wig. You could take the rest of your 24 hours that you promised to wear the wig for and double it and have it at another time. That is the only arrangement I will take. It is the only thing that's fair, really, yeah, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's the only honourable thing to do, if I'm you honest. You have, at this point, worn the wig for five hours. <laughs> all right, all right. 
I think, uh, given the circumstances, that's uh, that's not uh, uh, too much to ask. Oh, um, and don't wait too long, or we shall start adding interest. Well, yeah. no, there's going to have to be a, a, a formalised naming ceremony for the witch's tit at some point. I'll wear it for that. Oh, very official and lovely. Mm. Yeah, well, fetching. <laughs> if you keep the wig on for long enough, will there be eyes on it? Yes. Probably. Um, it's worth mentioning there are already eyes in it by this oh, point. Right, yes. Oh, fuck, there the, are totally eyes already. The, like, wig hair has reshaped in, in, in places <laughs> to, like, little little hair eyes. It's, you actually have to look carefully to see them, because they just blend in with the cur- the elaborate quaffed mm. curls, but they are there. That's quite scary. That is awful. Just mm. awful. We oh, definitely on. paint eyes on the outside of a ship to be intimidating at some point, though. Although the, yes. the height alone means that I can look up above uh, uh, something that I'm still in, in total cover behind. This is true. Yes, you can. <laughs> this is an unexpected tactical advantage. <laughs> Maybe you we should, should get you like a down. stick. Well, Just hang on. Generally, look. we should put a stick on your head. Yes, an enormous stick. <laughs> Well, it did actually occur to me a, a little while ago that literally all I'd need to do would be to put a hand around a corner and I would be able to see around it. That is quite cool, actually. You yeah, should do you it. should do that. Well, uh, hands a lot less to shoot at, so yes, I, I will do that. <laughs> and you've got one spare. I think we had this conversation because we suggested that you could stick your ass around the corner, and I think that was a wonderful <laughs> Yeah, <suggestion>. we did. <laughs> That's a larger target. You make your way. It is very large. It is enormous. <laughs> also, I'd never hear the last of it from Molly. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way back down. Uh, this would be ooh, probably down. Uh, which street would that be? It's Weaver's Way. Um, until you head uh, back towards the triangle and uh, passing by the Ferozian and the Goblin Districts, you make your way through Thornhill into Greywatch Village and thence into the smattering of farmland that is on the southern edge or uh, part of Hickory Island. You follow the roads until you reach the kind of towards the tip end where the river, ha- uh, where, the ri- uh, uh, where the West River continues onwards. And there's almost like a little bridging a little point where the west and the hounds sort of it, their waters intermingle and they kind of briefly become one river before splitting again and here you uh probably would take a small f- uh, there is actually a group of uh, people already waiting there uh, some of the uh, because of course the militia is maintaining patrols out here just in case redcoats try and sneak across uh, some of the uh, you do indeed uh, recognize one of them as well it's uh, the young lady who fought with you uh, back if I just get this open here uh, it's the one you it's the young lady whose life you saved actually the other day from the first rifles oh. uh, that would be oh, uh, Chelsea Chelsea that's it yes a uh, young halfling woman uh, in her thirties, uh, kind of worried, green doe eyes and dark hair. Uh, she gives you a, a, a she snaps a salute at you as you approach. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, I return it. We're supposed to have a password. 
Right, um, you first. Mutton. Uh, uh, fishbone? Fishbone, that's it. Sorry, I recognise you by sight, but you're right. Now your faces, yeah. Just... Got it. Now that we've done that, you okay? How are you doing? Oh, alright, it's been a... Looking bashed up the other day. Yeah, though, uh, thanks for the... Thanks for saving my life out there. Really appreciated. Alright. So you'll be, uh, the ones who are waiting to come back with the, you know... Yes. Good. Yeah. Alright, uh, we've got a little, um, a little rowboat if you want to get onto the other side of the, uh, west, uh, bank, and then we'll wait here for the, for the big one. Good idea. Right. Yes. Come on, Trevor. Let's, uh, let's give him a row across. She and uh, another halfling get in. The pair of them row the three of you across the West River onto the far bank, where you begin your journey. So, how fast do you want to to travel uh, heading down the river? How much of a rush are we in? Uh, there are about six hours till dawn at a... We definitely want to make it before that. It's a, yeah, it's a six-mile journey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so if you're going at a, at a normal walking speed, it'll be there in an hour and a half. And then the barge does... Depending, like, no, nominally we'll do two out miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, what be, if there's horses? It might go faster. You'll need to find out. Okay. Um, but if the barge is travelling slowly uh, and not tr- and trying to avoid a lot of notice, then it will travel two miles an hour. So that will take three hours. Basically, if you go there at full speed, it'll take you an hour and a half. If you go there at half speed, it'll take you three hours, and then the return journey will take three hours. So you'll arrive about half five. Sun up is around six ish. Hmm. Get you there before dawn, but yeah, it's the question of how how cautiously do you want to take things. Unfortunately, only Corzin can travel at full speed uh, and still make stealth checks without disadvantage or anything. Can the rest of us ride on Corzin's back? <laughs> He's probably strong enough to carry you both, but I don't know how that would physically work. <laughs> would be really good though. But um no, it's what, like what using the dwarf as the uh, the mount. Um, That'll definitely work. Definitely. I I'm not sure that's I mean physically possible. But mm, even you're so very strong. Uh, yeah, that's not what I'm worried about. It's just there's there's not enough back for you to uh, both for you to ride on. I'm okay. extremely acrobatic. I'll figure out a way. This is true. What when you're flying, you can do it because you cannot. You, you only need to hold on to Corson's like uh, on to Corson, and the rest of you can dangle. Mm. <laughs> what or we could if... just come up with a with an actual solution. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that might also work. We well, look, I think uh, that we we really ought to aim to get there before sunup. It'll mean that we're much harder to track, ge- just generally. Frankly, we want to be escorting the boat while it's dark, don't we? Yes. Yeah. So, what if I make us some horses to get us there that are a little stealthier than usual? I wear yep. my boring cloak. Actually, that's cover up all of this. You can choose color, right? Just make oh, yeah. them black. No, not you. Don't want black. You want sort of a dark, greeny grey. All right. Well, a dark color then. Um, yeah. But 
Also, have you seen those little insecty things? Are they insects or are they some sort of like like shellfish? Anyway, the, Where are they're you long. Going with this? They're very long and low to the ground with lots of tiny legs that are very quiet. Are they far? They've got like hundreds of legs. Millipedes? You're familiar Probably, with Probably, that sounds right. Oh, millipedes, yeah. Yeah, of course. What if I made a big one? Are they fast? Dunno. The um, got... I mean, it doesn't really matter because the phantom horses will have the same speed regardless. All right. They've got a lot of legs to sort out, but that's like close. they're normally not that fast. But like again, you know, that with scat magic, it doesn't really mm. matter. If you're looking from far away and you see two horses, you might think nothing of it. But if you're looking from far away and you see a giant fucking millipede because it's a long shape. But point. it's also, uh, have you seen the Nightmare World? True. <laughs> That's also a good point. Actually, might stand out less. And be quiet. They'll go, That's an awful nightmare, not that's people smuggling things. Yes. I like this. I mean, like Ooh, that's a thinking. thought for illusions, actually. Escapes nightmare things. Yeah. I mean, uh, some of those things that uh, we saw back at the uh, the, the giant city... I'll just get a mouth, put it on legs or something. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'll believe it's from the Nightmare Land if I make it sing some revolutionary music. <laughs> also, um, it's just us planning at the moment, isn't it? Not yeah, it's just you. Yet. Like you're just quietly discussing this as you're walking down those uh, d- d- down the water. We've also got Lux. We do have Lux. I think Who Lux could be is... very helpful in this situation. We might the, need more they... than one distraction, frankly. Yeah, them running interference is definitely seems to be their strong point. Yeah. So, mm. do we want them to be like supportive with us or drawing people away? Because there's different options. Drawing people away feels sensible to me. Yeah, because we're like, longer... trying to not have a fight, really, aren't we? Yeah, because they're longer... very charming and right. Or they could be loud and scary. Well, essentially, as long as we can keep them faffing about with uh, something that isn't us, the better. I think out of those two, I would go for loud and scary, because we can already do charming a bit. Hmm. Okay, if I use, like, my my big thing, the one-a-day sort of thing, Hmm. I can make them pretty nasty. Okay. All right. There can be this thing with lots of chains that if you look at its face, it looks like one of your loved ones that's died. Um, what, like the tieflings? Yes! I think the similar origins. That's quite scary. Yeah, very scary. To check something while I'm here. It's challenge rating 8, so it'd take a 7th level spell. Ugh. It is a warm night. Uh, Muggy, uh, almost the season for yeah, you are not too far like it's that Mediterranean climb there are there is a steady breeze not go at times going into a stronger sort of wind like a like a like it's it's a stir it's a pretty sturdy breeze for for the night there's no rain and very little cloud the moon is full so actually the first oh. of the three nights of the full moon. So oh, Belle is probably so busy tonight. 
Mm, How's right. Marjorie? Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Marjorie is fine. Her eyes are moving a little erratically, but... Does she have a shadow? No. I was really kind of hoping that the curse would go when you changed her. Yeah, it might be because I changed her rather she like she didn't go away and be brought back. She didn't die. Mm. Yeah, so it might be, or it might be we're just stuck with whatever's going on. Marjorie, I'm so sorry. Well, what does Clara say? Just <laughs> keep keep her away from silver. Yeah, mm. and be grateful that she doesn't eat. All right. <laughs> I have so many worries. Let's not think <laughs> so about concerned. any of them. Hmm. No, nope, I love not thinking about things. I'm very good at it, actually. But no, it is a there's a full moon, so there is there's enough. Annoyingly, there is a fair bit of light because there's not a lot of cloud cover as well. Uh, it's still dark. Don't get me wrong. But it is bright enough that um, you do not automatically get advantage on stealth checks for, like, distance viewing. Mm. It's one of those... It's like, you know when you walk through the countryside, like, miles away from, from people, and yeah. you can see... I know, it's, it's annoyingly difficult <sighs> to remember. And you can see <sighs> the distant, in the distance, um, and the moon is high... And it's not that you can necessarily see like everything like it's day, uh, but you can. You could maybe spot moving shapes like on a field, mm. yeah, in the distance if they were if they were not taking care to, to move quietly. Mm. It's one of those bright nights. Yeah. Uh, crying and not a good night for smuggling. <laughs> Oh, so actually, okay. you, know, you can't see as many stars as usual either because the moonlight is actually yeah. diffusing it a bit. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Luck's running interference sounds like a decent plan. Yeah, I agree. Frankly, if she gets a load of soldiers running to somewhere elsewhere, that will actually put us in reasonable stead. To just and also... Yeah, no one's going to be surprised to see a nightmare monster in the nightmares. Mm. And then if we need any more nightmare monsters, I could do some illusions. Yeah. Alright. Maybe we should literally stage her, like, breaking out of the nightmare world. Can do. We'd need to know roughly where the people who are um, trying to find this barge are, though. Well, we don't really have a where for that. All we need is for people to start seeing stuff that is where the barge isn't. Yeah, true. Although it might be good to have them... like, We don't want to accidentally draw them to the wrong place. It might be more useful to draw them away should we spot them. True. I don't know if it's worth having them as... Having Lux as a sort of draw them away one. Uh, well, if well, the thing is, if we can see them, they can see us because it's bright. It's true. It's kind of what I'm worrying about, you know. I don't know. I just worry that Lux will wander around in the darkness and won't find anyone. Hmm. Well, how about then? Maybe you're right. Maybe the second we spot them, we should 
do that. Yeah. I mean, as soon as we're on the barge, I can start the the summoning. But it's going to take me a minute, and it'll only last an hour. Okay. That could be all we need. An hour is a good amount of time, actually. Yeah. Especially if um, it's an hour they're desperately trying to fend off something else. So if we don't come across anyone in that first hour, it's going to be wasted. No, you're right. We should wait. All right. But it will take a minute, so it's it's it has to be done in advance. Yeah, I think the plan was to pop me up the mast, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. you and I up the top of the uh, the mast. We'll yeah. have the uh, the furthest amount of um, uh, forewarning we can. Yeah, yeah. With that in mind, then you so if I understand on a boring it, cloak. You you have the boring cloak on. Your your purple side out anyway as well yeah. for the cloak coat. Um, so am I right in understanding that you are summoning dull greyish green horses horse or millipede what's your choice millipede a dull greyish green millipede to carry you um, which will last personally I would investigate a horse I maybe might let the millipede monster creature go millipede monster creature (laughs) gonna last an hour Um, so that's fine and it can carry the three of you. So, all right. That will get, that will at a normal tr- sort of trot get you there within an hour. Mm-hmm. If you want to race at full pelt, it'll get you there in like 45, in like 40 minutes, but you will definitely be making stealth checks with a disadvantage, if at all. <laughs> it's nice to be able to be a little bit stealthy at least. Yeah, yeah. I so, think at least to try. So no, this will cut your travel time to an hour. Um, what, so, but yeah, we won't rush. I think you're not, ru- <laughs> you're not rushing, and you're not going super slow either. So uh, I would like everybody to make a stealth check and a perception check, please. Okay. Uh, is this a disadvantage? Uh, so this is you are traveling at the because you're traveling at the creature's normal pace yes this will be a disadvantage which one actually no wait don't to think because it is still night but does that is that enough to counter it or not I think I've just no I just explicitly said that the day that because you're in full moon conditions you don't get the traveling at night advantage that you normally yeah. get. So, so uh, this is with stealth? disadvantage stealth and straight perception please. Okay. Cool. That makes it straight oh, roll dude. Um, oh. 21 Not on the stealth. Brilliant. 13 on stealth. Ah, snap, I, 13 on stealth. Do I have advantage to perception because it's sight based? You do for this. I got a three for my perception. Uh, eight perception, so good luck causing. Uh, that will be a 26. <laughs> there we go. Okay, and Celestia's perception. Uh, eight. And Scam's perception, sorry, I missed that. Three. Well. Don't worry, we all spoke at cool. once. <laughs> all right, so for this first leg of the journey, it's the half... So this is actually... Uh, you. Scamp takes 10 minutes to conjure uh, from chalk a large, dull grey, carapist grey-green millipede. Well, you're a pretty friend. 
Hmm. You clamber on. It sort of chitters along uh, fairly quietly. It does create a sort of chittering, rustling sound, but it is of a of equivalent sound, broadly speaking, to like a horse tr- trotting softly. They're not quite as cloppy. Also probably really satisfying to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. You are just like sliding along. Um, it's weird because you're actually having to sit... Um, the closest equivalent is, you know when you're in like a go-kart and you're sat with like your legs forward and your knees up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because the creature is so low to the ground, the saddle is is set in such a way that you're basically leaning backwards a little bit and like holding it's onto like the It's like almost rein. a sedan chair. Yeah, it actually, it's it, it, it's it's requiring a little bit of core effort for, for the whole thing, like more so than usual for riding a horse. Or like, no, about the same as riding a horse, but like in different places. It's more comfortable for you, Celestia, because you're used to spider spiders. riding. Yeah. Uh, but causing a, a, and scamp, this is like a, this is a weird experience for you. Mm. Oh, this is odd. <laughs> Try riding upside down, darling. No, thank you. <laughs> Oh, it sucks. You should try- when you do it the first time, you feel like you're going to die. It's the end. Hmm. Don't you have to be kind of strapped in for that? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Grim. So, with that in mind, you keep an eye out. As I say, it's about half a mile up up before you get onto uh, before you get to the nightmare zone. And Corzin, you see, um, you're able to catch sight of a little bit of what the patrols look like. In fact, uh, you're able to catch sight of a couple of things. Here and there, you see roving in small teams. uh, In fact, in bands of ten are human and halfling uh, cavalry. Uh, the cavaliers are doing not they're not riding at full speed uh, but they are trotting uh, through the country lanes uh, for the most part keeping to the roads uh, and dirt paths and just looking keeping an eye out. There's some orcs as well you see probably for the night vision um you spot two, and they are like half a mile apart as well. Like they're not traveling. Uh, they're not. They're, they're, like this is this is just the the standard night patrol going on. Mm. You can also see, um, kind of like almost around the edge of the broadly circular nightmare region. There is uh, a camp that has been set up. Uh, not next to the Nightmare Region, probably about a good 500 feet from the edge. Why would right. you put a camp right, put next right next region, to the Nightmare Region? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, as it were, um, beyond beyond musket shot distance right, from, yeah. from the edge, because they want some warning if anything comes <laughs> out. There is a uh, what looks like a small, uh, well, a camp essentially. Uh, it it's a basic garrison camp, a series of tents. There are some campfires set up. 
uh, in place. Uh, also, for the most part, you know, they're actually not too obvious campfires because they have small, what you would guess with your fantastic eyesight from the extra focal points, are probably small cloth screens set up around the campfires to reduce the amount of light being flared out. Yeah. Uh, but you, there's just enough that you can tell what's going on. I will uh, point this out to the others as yeah. we go. It's hard to see, actually. It's only causing getting that over 25 perception, because it's actually it's almost closer to the other end of the uh, nightmare region than this region. It's like, uh, it's you, you can just see it like on almost not quite on the horizon the horizon goes on a bit further but like you know it's it's over a over a fold as it were um you're able to do an estimate uh and it seems to match up to what you're expecting there's tents for probably eight squads there uh what looks like sort of uh travel stabling for a couple for maybe 20 horses as well uh right, you would so guess looking at what, what like 80 men uh 100 together 100 altogether right. so that is it they for the most part seem to be bedded in for the night but there's definitely an active like watch up like they've got good guards in the perimeter these are the relief squad if if the alarm is raised they're the people who are going to come and investigate in number mm-hmm. um, f- for like a major alarm. If some, if they only, no- if someone just notices something weird, probably one of the Cavalier squads, mm. which is what's happening. As you also notice, one of the two squads, this one probably about quarter mile away, uh, so let's call it twelve hundred feet, uh, s- changes direction and starts riding uh, via the roads and then over field to get uh, towards your location. Uh, they're not riding at pace, but they've just changed the direction of their canter. Hmm. Or trot, I think this would be. I get, tr- I get canter and trot mixed up. Trot, then canter, in terms of uh, speed. Then yeah, they, they change their trot. Mm. Right. So they're not investigate. they're not charging towards you, but they seem to have noticed something by the water's edge. You are at this point yourself. I'm going to say probably uh, it's about halfway along for you, so another quarter mile. Again, about twelve hundred feet from the edge of the nightmare region. What do we like an escaped nightmare? I was just I... thinking. Well, we've got yeah. we've both got minor illusion, haven't we? Yeah. Can we make like horrible mouthy bounds? over the top of us so they just see like a centipede with weird mouths yes we can't make them move though can we with with minor no if they shoot us we're in trouble actually that's a problem yeah you could cover yourself in a major and make that move with you though Mm. Hmm. Uh, or in a silent image if you had that and make that but no, I don't think you have that spell. No, or I could make it look like a load of things have crawled off this towards them. Yeah, that might work. Yeah. I could leave making... like a stationary one of these things. Well, mm, 
just so it's something that they go towards and we've moved somewhere else. Yeah. But that would oh. be in conjunction with whatever you're doing, just as an extra. It's not going to be enough on its own. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. I um, think. What do you think? I yeah. think that um, if we can uh, make this look like it's um, just part of the, uh, the the nightmare stuff, then it may be uh, enough to get them to uh, leave us alone. Mm. You've probably got about a minute and a half until they get close enough to really see you properly. Yeah. So I can make some difficult to train behind us if this bit isn't yet. Can do. Sorry, gang, I'm having a blank moment and like not knowing what to do. Alright. Uh, can, can we uh, stop and lie uh, close to the ground? Is there anywhere we can um, uh, uh, we can hide? Yes, there is. Uh, there is foliage. There are bushes. There is the river. Uh, there are like rushes coming up through the water, river, and there's of course the river itself. I mean, right, hiding let's... saves a spell, but are they going yeah. to notice that we've hidden? Well, let's uh, hide in those, and if um, if needs be, we can uh, send something off in a different direction. Actually, that, yeah. that solves some of the problem, because a lot of the problem that I was thinking of is if I send something off here, we're still here, and they might yeah. still come. Let's but hide. if we hide and then send something out of the bushes that's almost the same, that's actually a lot better. Let's do that. Okay. All so, right, let's get into these uh, uh, bushes. Okay, so you're all hiding in the bushes? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, everybody, because you've got good cover, I'm going to say that... Uh, 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 I'm going to ask you for... Yeah, uh, stealth ch- new stealth checks. This does give you advantage. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with the giant centipede? How much time oh, do we have? I was hoping we I... could put that undercover. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, you can put that undercover. Oh, I'm just asking if that's I'll what you're doing. I'll put it undercover. Yeah. Uh, can we just put it in the river? You can send it yeah, into the river. it doesn't have to breeze, uh, does it? Roll, uh, scamp, roll me a, a d20 with advantage after you've done your stealth and tell me what the result is. So stealth is with advantage as well. Yes, please. Oh my god. Uh oh. (laughs) Oh my Uh. god, gang. What have Uh. you done? That's double ones. Oh Oh, no. I really don't know how we saved that. (laughs) Snake eyes. I've never rolled double ones with advantage. (laughs) Oh my god. Doesn't feel good, does it? (laughs) No, no, it's real bad. Yeah. (laughs) I got a 17, and there is disadvantage to see me. Cool. And uh, what did you roll for the creature? Six. (laughs) Cool. The creature flops into the water with a large splash because it's Ah. not, frankly, it's not terribly sentient. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does follow your command and flop in there. Uh, The three of you hide in, uh, 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 scramble into some bushes and lie in wait. You hear, a, uh, you hear one of the uh, as they plop, cl- getting closer. Uh, you just faintly hear over the uh, over the water, uh, over the air. I think I heard something uh, drop into the water there. Damn it! What do you think it was? Clop, clop, clop. The ten horsemen fan outwards a little. Some of them 
most of them don't actually go for their go you see they do have carbines but they're slung across their backs they are, are they uh, they are instinctively either reaching for um sabers cavalry sabers or one of them uh who has one is just holding like a horn ready okay they peer outwards I think it went into the river. Did you see the... Hold on, what was that? One of them looks over to in the direction of Celestia's bush. Do I have any control over this horse? Uh, You can whisper commands to it. But it's it's words, not... Uh, um, I need to check the wording of, of Phantom. Yeah, me too. I'm just trying to find the damn yeah. thing. This is a frozen moment, Celestia. So you can still, so you, so you can act in the mo- in, in this during this instant. I have the maddest, an- maddest idea. Yeah, I'm just okay. answering Scamp's question quickly. It depends how obviously they've seen me. Uh, they are looking in the direction of your uh, of your uh, bush at this moment. Something. So they haven't actually clocked that it's a person. They seem to have seen something. Okay, I'm, I would love to do a major yep. image in that case. If it's if they've not seen me, I had an idea yeah. for if they'd seen me, but okay. if they've not seen me, I might do something else. Uh, go for it. It doesn't say you about... Can, you can react speed. quickly, so... Yeah, um, I would like to... Oh, I'm so sorry, I've just dropped my phone on the floor. It's oh, my right. favourite thing to uh, do on the podcast It doesn't explicit, explicitly say, by the way, Scamp, so... Yeah, it uh, says uh, no, so there's no commands. info. Whispered commands, okay. because it just creates a quasi-real creature. Ah, fair. How far away from us are they? Um, uh, let Celestia do yeah, their thing first. Yeah. Do yeah. my sentence, otherwise Sorry. I'll get I'll forget what I'm doing. <laughs> so, giant nightmare mouth full of teeth on legs comes out going... <laughs> just, wow. like, runs uh, away. away. Uh, you hear you, the horses... <laughs> Preferably, like, scrambles at them creepily <laughs> through the water. Uh, roll a performance check, please. Yes. Wisdom save for them. Um, that is. I can't add to it. Thirty-two. Okay. <laughs> Thirty-two is definitely higher than the result. Uh, the there is a <laughs> big fucking wavy, scary uh, tentacle <laughs> comes out, and they go, and you hear one of them go, "Oh shit! It's another of those." Okay, everyone, fan round. Try and car, uh, t- try and corral it. Stop mm. it from getting out any further. They immediately start ch- chasing after this thing. Uh, what's the? I'm, is there a limit to how fast you can make this thing move? I'm curious. Um, it doesn't uh, say. It's just a major I image. Think so it's 120 foot range. So after that, I guess it's on autopilot. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, I'd like it to jump over them and then just fucking run. You can. Um, so you can create it no larger than a 120 foot cube. And you can like move it within that 120 foot range. So once it gets to 120 feet away from you, it basically like snarls and dances around because that's as far as it can get. And you leave it on autopilot in that yeah, space because cool. you can't that move sense. it beyond that 20 foot cube. Uh, but it does like they do kind of like ah, ah, dance around. I mean, around it's it. not. I can't. What do you mean 20 foot cube? 20 foot cube is how big it is. It's how big it is. Yeah. Not how much I can move it. It's 120 foot range, but the illusion is a 20 foot cube. The illusion is 20 foot cube. The hundred, the twenty foot cube can go. Uh, you can only man- maneuver the uh, cube while you're within one hundred and twenty feet of it. So oh, that's fine. You can yeah. have it run up to one hundred and twenty feet from you, and then be like, Bah-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h
it's basically it can move within the the twenty foot cube on autopilot, so like it can dance around in place if it's less than yeah. in that within that right. region until it gets hit. At which point, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, so... <laughs> if it gets hit, I'll have it act like it's hit as well. Yeah. Uh, and I just want it to be, like, opening, like, random like <laughs> other eyes and, and mouths eyes and, and, like, yeah. you know, one opens and it's playing revolutionary music and another opens and it's just screaming. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's a, a lot it's a going fucking on. Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, literally. But, yeah, I want it to jump over the men and, like, just go yeah, away, like, along. away from where we are, I guess. I get, yeah, they go, and you hear the go, shit, that's fast! There's a... As they count around it, they try and, and and they manage to encircle it around that 120 foot limit, yeah, and start diving in and dashing and trying to slash at it. <laughs> Message to Cousin Scout: We need to go now. <laughs> yeah, everyone, I need uh, new stealth checks, definitely with advantage. They are distracted to get the hell out of dodge. Um, do I need to do anything for my centipede? Can it just come and join us? Uh, it can swim along. Uh, it's little centipede ways. 23. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, 24. Yep. 14. 14. Okay. You are collectively able to scamper out of the way. Uh, I'm going to roll some just some wisdom saves against your DC. Okay, so they don't immediately recognize it as an illusion as they're fighting it because you've got a high DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, eventually it hits a point where, it's, where you just scramble enough out of dodge that you're able to get back onto the centipede and leave them fighting that Yeah, thing. I guess we leave them fighting it and when I'm at the very, very edge of the range I'll make it, like, melt. Okay. <laughs> uh, as, one, as, the, as the captain strikes it... Just so that it doesn't, it, like, like... squeals just... and, like, melts into the ground and evaporates. <laughs> ha! Got it! Oh, just like the other ones. I suppose that would make sense, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> would it? You... They all work the same because I made them and they're not. But people. you didn't. You didn't make any other creatures, did you? You can't explicitly make creatures. I can't make creatures. So what have they been killing? Oh dear. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a point. Really not good, yeah. is it? No. Shit. Mm. Hang on. There are other um, uh, wizards within the uh, the city, though, aren't there? Yeah, but have have they been making nightmare monster illusions? Because probably not. That's a really like a... weird thing to do. Yeah, that's that's our hobby. Uh... Yeah, that's what I do for kicks. You scuttle on your creature up to the edge of the nightmare realm. The nightmare realm is. Fucking weird. <laughs> the trees are all most. The trees have been shaped to seem unearthly colours: reds and purples in places, or uh, blue bark and leaves. There are mouths splitting down them with ju- with jagged teeth, eyes hanging from branches. Other like eye, eye tree things have appeared in places as well. Um, the mouth, the, the mouths appear at the ground. The grass is red and black. It's and of course there is always. <laughs> You've not travelled here at night before. Mm. You've only travelled during the day through this spot, through this place. 
and it's just worse at night. Mm. This is terrible. I'm very pleased with myself. It's genuinely (laughs) frightening. Congratulations, you made something awful. Mm, This is the worst thing I've ever created. Mm. Horrid. I hate it. The river, however, apart from the fact that it seems to be coloured like blood in places... You can't um, blame the people for getting out of here, can you? Not at all. As much as it was. And yes, there are occasionally small, like, houses or cottages, the remains of farmsteads that were abandoned uh, due to the war and the fucking nightmares. I feel kind of bad about that. Yeah, me too. We've broken so many houses. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Uh, Continuing then. Can I please have, for the second leg of the journey, stealth and perception checks? Okay. Disadvantage oh, for come stealth? Come on! Or advantage for stealth? Uh, or straight stealth? Straight. You are moving at full pace, but you are kind of... Actually, uh, you're moving at full pace, but it, uh, but it's hard to move very quickly, so it's like we're, it, 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 cancels, it, it cancels things a lot out. Also, Just, there's a lot going on. The, the Nightmare Region... Out imposes hostile geography. Technically, this is all difficult terrain. Yeah, so that's a 24 for stealth. Dirty okay. 20 on the stealth. I got an 11. Um, and another 8 for perception, which is my favourite oh. number today. 13 on perception. 19 on perception. Okay. You continue chittering up the bank of the West River. It is not quite silent. I mean, it's not at all silent. There is the haunting, constant sound of distant revolutionary music. The sort of moaning and howling the eyes turn as you pass in places thickets of dark grass are interspersed with grey white fingers that grow out of the ground there are bony trees which seem to be made of finger bones There's a point where the water just inexplicably, there's like a a little like bend in the river where there's a shallow bit and the shale there is just teeth. Hmm. I'm both proud and mortified. (laughs) This is awful. Mm. That's like in the dream fault. I wave at some of the eye trees. Hello, children. Oh, (laughs) They stare. It is very dreamful. You don't think it's let anything through, do you? I can't have them, can it? I don't it's think not that's real. how it works. Oh like, dear. The nightmares really do rely on people believing on them. And yeah. You kind of created rather a lot of belief. Yeah, we did do that. But it's, uh, it's illusions, though. It's not actually anything that physically exists. Not technically, no. But also it doesn't have living things. Like, you can't create creatures, and there have been creatures. 
No, that's got to be something else. It's disturbing. Yeah, I, but... I can't create life, thankfully. There's a distinct lack of life here, by the way. The birds have fled. There's no small creatures, no sign of, like, badgers or groundhogs or anything. Apart from the sustained breeze of the wind. Suddenly feels quite bad, doesn't it? I worry. We don't know why those, like, portals to the Dreamfold pop up and disappear and pop up and disappear. Mm. Best person to ask about that would be uh, Fighty, although I get or the Clara. impression he wouldn't be able to. That's a point, actually. Yes, I hadn't thought of Clark. Yes. Yeah. Worth asking. And I yeah. think Fighty can talk to us now that he knows we know about it. Yeah. I think yeah. he couldn't talk to us about it when we didn't know anything, but now that we know stuff, it's okay. But I think we'd have a conversation needs yeah. to be had. want him to uh, hurt his head if that's not the case. No, that's fair. Oh dear, oh dear. What is that? Is that our horse? Your... Wait, what was that? It's the ground. The grass on the edge of the river here has given way to cracked, dry, peeling skin. Hang on. Did I make that? Not Causing consciously. Causing to dismount and, um, like, prod at it. Um, excuse me, I don't remember asking my spell for peeling skin. It feels somewhere between cracked, dry, desert-like mud and, yes, the texture of old, dry skin. I, mean, I don't think at... you did this, Celestia. This look is at the real. rainbow spirit for a minute ago. Did we do this by accident? Oh! You're supposed to know these things. I just kind of do the things. Yes, but did, did we make this bit here? I don't remember that. I don't either. I've Can never I seen someone with peeling this? skin for ground. What was that? Uh, what was that? Sorry, I was just saying, could I try and identify this, whatever this substance is? <sighs> uh, nature check, please. Okay. Uh, that is an eight. Something between skin and dirt. I want to poke it with my offer glide. <laughs> it has the text. It has kind of the resistance of just some baked earth, but for the most part, but it's just like a little bit of squidginess and little and something about and the appearance of it, the way it flakes, makes you think of flaking skin. Can I? break slash slice a small piece off. How deep do you want to slice? Oh, um, oh my god. An inch. Okay, inch down. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> Which uh, blade do you use to cut this, by the way? Uh, I would use my sax. Okay, you take your sax. Cut into it. You take a small chunk. Uh, it's kind of dry and peeling on the top. It's a little firmer down below. It does have... It is a lot like cutting into mud uh, or okay. into dirt. But as you peel it off, there's a very thin point where just like a slightly oily blackness bubbles up. Alright, uh, 
I think that's uh, fairly consistent evidence you didn't do this. The fact that I've not seen anything like this, uh, or thought of anything like this, means that I didn't. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's, that's that must be how it works. Mm. I can't make things. You've not been to a place with something that, like this. I mean, I can make things I haven't seen, but I can't make things I haven't thought of. But that leaves the question, where did this come from? How far does it extend? Uh, this, probably, it's it's a stretch about 80 feet long along the river's edge. And mm-hmm. the water is especially bloody by the edge of it, although it has a sort of blackish quality, darker. It's like somewhere between ink and blood. Uh, before petering back into the general sort of reddish water. Um, And probably only about 30 foot at its widest. Like a long streak of peeling dirt flesh. Alright, this is... This is weird. This is very weird. Similarly, the patch of finger grass and bone trees probably only about 40 foot diameter rough circle does it smell of anything the dirt yeah of clay iron ore and the uh, coppery tang of blood and like the faintly of dandruff oh does yours make smells um I think it does. I do think smell. it does. It does yeah. yeah, it's it's a comprehensive illusion. It just no, it's yeah, it's an illusion. Yeah, it it can do smell. Um, but again, I didn't add okay. this. No, I think in my head the um, the nightmare city smells a bit like um, like mildew. Mm-hmm. I want to say like old moldy rooms. Yeah, is yeah. what I picture it picture it smelling like you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but like that's that's what i'd thought of so if this does not smell like that it's no this yeah. smells there's like a dry dusty smell it feels like it smells like if you were to get down and sniff baked bri- uh, broken like badlands okay yeah that, that's not something i made no this this has got to be okay. um, the remains of something then it could just be well it could be like the finger woods it could be a part of somewhere else that is leaking through I'm really 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 repressing the urge to try and detect a mind here let's keep moving I think and keep an eye out Yeah. or we could I mean how are you doing on spells we don't want to waste stuff I'm not doing amazingly on middle level stuff that's why I didn't immediately do it Everybody keep your eyes peeled. Okay, let's keep going If we for need now. one, though, I can do one. Like, I'm out of character. I've got one second level and no third levels left, but everything else is fine. Right. <laughs> so, um... Okay. So if we need one, I can do one, but, uh, you know, I'm aware okay. that we've got, like, a whole fucking mission to do. All right. Yeah, we haven't even got I there yet. I am going to, um... Is there something that I can uh, put down to mark this spot? For, for later reference. Sure. Uh, what would you, what sort of thing do you have in mind? Um, I was thinking. Actually, yeah. Hold on. The uh, the explorers pack I have will have torches in. I'm not going to light one. 
I'm just going to like stick one into the ground. Yeah, I'm going to stick one into the ground. Okay. Do you want to stick it into the place where you just cut a hole, or do you want to like uh, stick it into a different place? Actually, might as well if it'll fit. Okay, you shovel it down. It's about the resistance of digging some uh, of like wedging something into hard packed earth, but more of this blackish viscous fluid comes I mean, up. Not much, but at least hopefully this will be uh, notably incongruous that we can find it again. It stacks up a fair bit. You, you, it, it does stand out if you're looking for it. Oh, such an energy is bad. What are you thinking? I want to message it and see if it responds. <laughs> oh, mate, it's yeah, a it's cantrip. a cantrip out of character. There's nothing to lose. <laughs> Hello. Where are you directing this? Like, onto the bit into the bit that looks like skin, like as far as I can okay. go in. New message. Hello. Nothing. Nobody that I heard. Like I say, this strikes me as more remains than anything alive, but the, that just still doesn't answer the question, still where did it come from? bleeding. Yeah, dead things don't bleed. Well, not for very long, anyway. The I'll blood flow is not strong. Spots. You scan, you hello, spam the message hello. around. Just roll me a d20 as you just do different spots. I mean, it's a cantrip, so I do yeah. like a load. You know, yeah. um, fourteen. Yeah, but you be most, careful you, though, because if you chuck it at the you most, oh, it's I'm going like into the ground. Yeah, into the ground. Are you largely sticking around this sort of scabrous area, or are you fly thing into a few different areas? Um. I don't go out of a range I can see because, mm. again, like worrying about patrols. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but like, is it just at the ground here, or are you like firing it at like trees and stuff? Um, try. I'm gonna yeah, fire I'll, a few I'll things. I'll try a couple of few different things. Let's <laughs> go for a variety. But again, nowhere that I can't see. Um, yes. I'm gonna do a little bit into the water because I'm worried about the water being. Scamp sort of also roll the d20, please. Yeah. While they're doing that, can I determine if Four- this is... 14? Sorry, go on. What was that? Oh, no, go. No, I was ah, just saying 14. 14. Yeah, but you go. I was going to say, um, can I determine if this is still bleeding or if it's draining? It bled a little and then stopped. Right, okay. Yeah, that would be your... So, like, it's like... It feels more like releasing fluid under pressure. Under pressure. It's not yep, like okay, it's not like cool, a continuous cool. flow. Fine. Okay. Okay, so there is you flick around into different places. Um, what did you get? Sixteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Both of you get fourteen. Mm. The pair of you both happen to flick at a particular rock, just covered in mouths and eyes, and both of you get a response of. <laughs> I say three pounds of who are you then did you hear that too that Mm. rock there anyone in there (laughs) I could you was this That's quite scary. Click. 
Where where have you come from? Behind you, do you have the four pounds of Oh behind us? <laughs> I'm gonna turn around me. That's fine. I don't need to turn around. <laughs> Nothing but river and trees. Cause it you see the rock oh. splosh a little and slowly start rolling in your direction. It's about it's about sixty feet away, and it moves at mm-hmm. like a, it moves very slowly, like ten foot around slowly. Oh, causing, 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 yep. and we we can't use guns. That was a rule. Right. Yeah. Uh, should we just go? Yeah, we, go? we need should to we go. Just leave it? We, it's it's slow. Let's just let's just go. We can't shoot at all on this mission. That was that was stated. Um, you got to use knives, hun. It's just this mound of ice slowly rolls in your general direction, but the centipede can quickly outpace it. I'm going to keep, uh, well, several eyes on it, actually, to be it fair. Keep several eyes on you. <laughs> just keep following us. Very slowly. Like Why are you following? <laughs> Do you have hope? No, 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 Mary, I... I think this has a few people in it. I, I honestly don't know. I, I described we described to cause in what we're yeah. hearing, obviously, because that would be stupid yeah. otherwise. <laughs> I'm not sure. You only um, hear it when you message it. I think mm. we should probably keep, keep away from it. On it. Can I gaze into the ethereal plane and see if it looks different there? You focus. Ooh, would you be able to see anything here? No. Uh, let me just see. Nope. No no different. Uh, except that in the ethereal plane, this place is not a nightmare land. You just see a dry, dead version of the farm, local farmland. Okay. Where everything has, like, crumbled from time. Right, okay. Hmm... All right, well, that was weird. Does it continue to pause? Um, for as long as you're within sight, but again, it's very easy to lose it. I have no fucking idea what that is, and that's when horrifying Actually, no, it's not within sight. Uh, it's precisely... 60, until you are beyond, uh... Uh, No, no, it's within sight. It's within sight. So, uh, yeah, until you lose sight of it. It continues following. Just slowly rolling along the ground until eventually you hear a soft splosh. Goes into the water. You see it pop into the water. Well, I love this. How's everybody else feeling? Where did that come from? Awful. Uh, This is Mm, terrible. Dreadful. Yeah, I hate it. Because we didn't bring that here. No, I mean, no, we might we have inadvertently not. attracted it here, uh, which I'm kind of worried about, but we didn't bring it here. No. <sighs> we need to talk to Fighty and see if he's seen anything we like do. that before. And Clara. Yeah, yeah and worth Clara. doing. Because that will tell us if it's Dreamfold or if it's somewhere else. If we want more... Um, inside Dreamfold knowledge if we find that's something we need I could always talk to Reginald or Jet as well true I suppose yeah that's I mean, actually shout. Reginald probably doesn't 
fucking know anything. I love him, but uh, <laughs> I think he. Reginald has. He is one Reginald. area of specialty. Yeah. yeah if, if we need to know about stealing things, he's our elephant. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> about anything else, possibly not. Jet, I feel knows some things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <sighs> Let's yeah. keep Continue moving for the next 12, 10, 12 minutes until you emerge on the far side of the nightmare region. One more stealth and perception check for this leg of the journey, please. Um, okay. What manner of stealth? Uh, you are back out in the. Uh, you're back out in the open. You're still moving at full chittering creature speed so these are with disadvantage again please okay i get advantage so it's a straight mm-hmm. rule so that's very uh, 14 good 14 for me eight if i'm at for disadvantage stealth. 20 26 what did you get cause eight eight okay and um, perception checks please uh, perception, perception for me is uh, 22 nine uh, 26 Okay. You are able to spot another couple of the Cavalier patrols. You're able to see the uh, camp, the garrison camp again, this time from the opposite side uh, of the. Uh, uh, it's a little bit closer to this edge. So, this is, at the point at which you go into the Nightmare Land is the closest you can get to the garrison and still be visible. And it's about. I want to say, like, about. 2,000 uh, yeah like let's say 2,400 feet from the from this point where you exit uh, is the is the closest you get to the garrison without being obscured by a nightmare roll uh, if you're going along the water the cavalry okay uh once again wow uh they do seem uh, you do see another um cavalry unit this time only about 800 feet away uh they just you just happen to be quite close when you emerge from like the extra tree coverage that the nightmare region produces mm-hmm. seem to immediately spot something leaving and turn and move this time with more urgency so go less less of a trot and more of a canter to go investigate again they're not immediately blowing the horn but and they are 800 feet away yes and it's another group of 10 cavalry what do you think are they far enough away that we could just get out of sight of them i think that's uh, the first thing we should try yeah yeah if that's an Uh, option if you're gonna just try and so are you going to rely on your ability to just like essentially outpace them or are you going to try and scramble forwards but still under uh, still using as much cover as you can like uh, how much further have we got to go before we make oh like the another three miles or so the, but the, okay, I'm, no, I'm folding yeah, this all into the last leg of the journey yeah and it's just uh, about that they rolled two natural 20s to, to spot you so they spot oh, you wow. immediately okay. the moment you leave the worst yeah I mean, there is an option to go back into the nightmare Ugh. city and try and hide there. I mean, there is actually plenty of cover in the nightmare in the nightmare region. Yeah, let's drop back down forest. and try and 
reemerge yeah, somewhere else. I, I think that's a good idea. Okay, you're going to lose merge. a bit of time. Yeah, you're going to merge uh, not right next to the water, but somewhere else. So give me stealth checks with advantage this time to lose them. Fourteen. Huh. Twenty-two. Uh, Nineteen. Okay. And disadvantage to spot. You scramble back in, leading the uh, the centipede uh, with, the, with your centipede, and take cover uh, behind a uh, thicket of uh, trees that don't look like trees. Uh, they look like branching tentacles made of jade. They just mm. root up out of the ground. Did I make those? No. I didn't make these either. I'm saying this over message. Yeah. The grass, the grass around is, fortunately, bends like grass, but looks like just like semi-precious gemstones jutting out of the ground. There's something very weird going on here. And again, it's constrained to about a thirty-foot region. Hmm. However, you are able to use this for a bit of cover and then continue moving on as you see the cavaliers stop towards the edge and say, "And you're just over here." I see. Did you see something? I could have saw, I definitely saw something come out. What do you think it was? It looked like a, like a large centipede or something. Uh, not the first. Keep a watch. You check down the river, see if he's got into the water. We'll keep an eye out here. You evade them. Continue a few hundred feet further along the edge before leaving and going over ground. Message to the other two. If we need an illusion anytime soon, though, I should do a centipede. Good idea. I want to know what they think is worse. What is the worst that they've seen? Yeah, that's quite a scary question. Well, that thing that was following yeah, us earlier was like disconcerting, to say the least. Yeah, but I'd say a giant centipede's worse. Well, you didn't get close to that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it depends what it is. The next leg of your journey is smoother once you shake the pursuit. You man, you continue keeping keeping your bodies flat to the centipede's back as it scurries across uh, through the folds of the fields, and take a bit of an arc until you get back to the river. It does lose you time, though. Mm -hmm. So in the end, uh, you end up taking the full hour and a half because you have just had to take a wider arc. However, with as that arc, uh, as you do eventually return to the river, you continue scurrying onwards. And actually, with a full hour and a half, that does mean that, if, that the centipede does pop at one point and you have to resummon it. Ugh. <laughs> and just hide for ten minutes while that happens. In fact, no, no I'm going to hand wave that. You eventually spot what looks like a small, like less of a village and more like a hamlet, like a like a homesteading with a few different, uh, with a cluster of different buildings and a small jetty built onto the edge of the water. And you can see there a dark barge is in place. Um, it's not like a full, full barge, but it's like a larger than average riverboat in size. Um, 
and you actually can't make out the, the, the lettering on it but as you uh, begin to skitter close uh, you see a causing you catch sight of a flicker of light it flickers away flickers back flick 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 you are familiar enough with semaphore from your time as a sailor to recognize the code m u t t o m all right um do i have with me a i guess a candle would be the yes uh, you would you would have as part of your explorer's pack right okay i will uh, take out the candle uh, i'll say to you i think someone's signaling to us they just signaled mutton oh right okay uh, do you want to use some magic light that we can get like flicker right. on yeah. and off? um i mean neither of us know the code but if you tell us well, how right, to do it, and when to do it if you can make your uh, uh your lights um flash on and off i can uh, tell you the code yeah all right we should be um, able to do a minor illusion either. Yeah, you can. So, yeah. following Corzin's instructions, you're able to flash out and send Fishbone. <laughs> then, letter by letter, Fishbone. Once you have done that, the light on the other side flashes once and goes out. You continue chittering the rest of the distance until you reach the farmhouse, where you can see, with no lights now, there is a large. There are large. Uh, there are groups of figures who are just moving the last of a series of crates and boxes into the um, into the barge in question. A couple of figures emerge. Uh, one of which you recognize she pulls back a um, thick sort of a, a wide hood and you catch in the moonlight a glint of a high elf with blonde straight hair held back with a, bro- a braid and blue eyes in a green dress and coat lady grace gives you a thin smile and calls out and her voice carries it through the air Welcome. And I think we'll pick up with that meeting after these, no doubt important, messages. Well, they say worse things happen at sea, so that's why I have spent my entire life as a bargeman. All the excitement, winds and rough weather of being an actual sailor without ever really leaving dry land. You can haul grain, liquor, food, like, rate, share, and subscribe to Flintlocks and Fireballs and check out their Patreon. And you get the coveted knowledge of being able to know what exactly all the uses of a barge pole are. And welcome back. As you approach in the dead of night, by this point, probably close to one in the morning, you are met by two figures standing in the moonlight uh, ahead of the ahead of the barge uh, slash narrowboat which is being loaded up ahead of the two 
is a figure you recognize, Lady Grace. She, uh, uh, she's a tall high elf woman. Um, high elves tend to be fairly tall, uh, with straight blonde hair held back with a braid. She has blue eyes, elegant fair skin, and she wears a, dream, a green dress and a coat over it. So this, in this case, with a hood that she can place over herself. You can see that, as before, she has a silver necklace with a jade pendant like tucked down her shirt, and she wears rings on her fingers. Corzin, with your passive perception, mm-hmm. you can also notice uh, there is a small bump at her ankle under her dress, which right. you recognize as probably an ankle holster for a pistol. Cool. And you can see small square packets uh, concealed by the coat, which are probably for ammunition. Okay. Some of the that. trees were jade, weren't they? Uh, yes. Okay. She has what you. She did wear this. Uh, she has worn this necklace before. Mm-hmm. So the last time you saw her, she was also wearing it. Cool. Um, in addition. There was also uh, there is an, uh, another woman with her as well, standing to one side, um, and just generally keep uh, give it gives you a nod, but otherwise keeps a broad eye out. Uh, a tall, athletic-looking half-elf woman with uh, russet brown skin and tightly curled brown hair, shaved at the sides, and you can just see in the moonlight a little bit of copper toning in the tips. Uh, she's wearing a forest green coat and an off-white shirt, again, all filtered through the through the limited light. And uh, you can see she's wearing fingerless gloves with pro- uh, against the cold... Well, it's against, there's not much cold, it's actually quite a muggy night, so she might... Uh, but she still has them, uh, with uh, prominent silvery mage rings. She also has a... She also does have a, uh, a musket, but it is currently holstered on a back strap. Hmm. Lady Grace um, uh, looks to you and her voice carries and says, Welcome. Your hair. Hello. And now, aren't I great? Don't I look lovely? <laughs> yes, it's. Suits- Sorry, everyone's been mentioning your hair. Okay. Your hair's lovely as well. Um, A yeah. fine shade of silver. Very sweet. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, my hair happened. And your eyes as well. Yeah. Yeah, there are some veins too that you can. So just to, you know, get out and get that out of the way. I see. Magic uh, happened. Yeah, that's that's actually the entire explanation I currently have. She. It's quiet for a moment longer. Then, Genuinely, I'm not being rude. That's a, the actual explanation. Then nods. I see. I love, love the green, as always. You're both excellently matching. Welcome to New Altmark, Lady Grace. She mm-hmm. finds her head with a soft smile. Uh, my, my apologies. This is Vivienne, my bodyguard. Oh, Hello, um, Celestia Stardust. Nice Vivienne to meet you. does a little slightly lazy salute. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. The uh, Grace, Lady Grace, um, looks back to the barge. We are just about packed and ready to move on our way. 
We have a company with us um, of 20 soldiers. Hopefully, we should not need to use them. Sergeant Morris, are we loaded up? And you see a uh, bald human man you know, with a thick walrus moustache. <laughs> uh, he is one of a number of soldiers in kind of like those... They're technically wearing plain clothes and, and long coats, but they have the look of people who are used to being in uniform trying to look civvy. Mm. Them. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, the sergeant... Same way Oksana yeah, stands. Yeah. Uh, gives a sharp salute. Almost about ready, ma'am. Good. The We have enough company... Enough of the company here to fire two barrages, if need be. That is a last resort. We'd love to avoid that, yeah. Yeah. Um, just to warn you all. That sounds noisy. They are quite on watch this evening. We had to evade twice on the way here. Didn't get seen, but uh, it was a close thing a couple of times. Yes, did they, they show any, up for. Did they show any indication of expecting our arrival? No. Don't think so. Uh, but they are expecting other yes, things. Yes, we managed to cover it as some things from the Nightmare Land. Turns out, not all illusions. So, I think that might be something it's yeah, only fair um, to mention. I made an illusion, like, a few days back. Uh, but there are some things there now that I didn't make. So I'm not sure what's happened there. It's not me. Concerning... Vivian, is this in your field yeah. of study? Vivian shakes her head. Not uh, something I have encountered before, madame. Yeah, jade trees, skin, floor, weird. Talky talk, boulders. Giggling rocks. Yeah. Anyone? No. Vivian raises an eyebrow and smiles a little in the thought I'd ask. It certainly seems like a nightmare. Yeah. You know, that, oh, that was the yeah. plan, but uh, again, you can only really make illusions of things you've either seen or thought of. Uh, all of those things I, I didn't, and they weren't there. Also, you you don't make the illusion of thought. We're getting we thought. Were getting I also thought. can't create life, uh, thankfully, for everyone here. So, <laughs> yeah, there are some things that seem kind of alive, which I didn't make. So that's you know it's just worth, worth throwing out there before we go past it, you know? Also, no, the river's sort of bleeding. Um, <laughs> that, in fairness, you, some of it you intended, but not quite in the way that you intended it, the bit you went to. Uh, I think I would have intended the river to be weird and black. I don't think weird I would have black. thought to yeah. make, it, make it bleeding. Hmm. In which case, a lot of it would be weird and black, but some bits are like red and some bits are obviously bleeding. But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, black and grey, I black think, would grey. be. Yeah. Nevertheless... Sure. I think we did say River of Blood. We did say River of Blood at a couple of points, I think, way back when. So there's, there's, some, there's some bits that are black and grey, some bits that are like your vision of a river of blood, like, but then there's also some bits that aren't your vision of a river of blood. Yeah, not how I pictured it. Yeah, like a real river of blood would be nearly yeah. black and viscous, whereas I think what we you went, went for, for like was red water. And... Like a river of scary. blood in a rubbish yeah. film. Yeah, in a, yeah. In a B movie, as opposed yeah. to yeah. the actual points where it just appears to be a river of blood. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not sure what's happened there, but thought it was worth informing you all. Um, but it does give us a nice sort of cover um, story if they think they've seen anything. All right. 
Yeah, because they have been seeing things. They've been fighting things. Things that sort of melted away. So maybe someone else has done some illusions. Or maybe it's something worse. I don't know. But we know there's stuff out there that Jacob sent word that you had some illusionists on site? Yes, but I don't think this is their work. Then this is probably something unexpected. Very well. We'll deal with it. Mm. We will. They've not been here really uh, long enough to do that. They've been elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, our illusionists are a little bit laid up right now, as far as I understand it. They had kind of a bad time in the battle. All right, but Hmm. recovering. We'll we'll see what we can do about that. Let's get everybody onto the boat then. And Um, Yeah, I've got a thing that I want to do that lasts an hour. What stage within this journey is going to be a good time to do that? What do you have in mind? Summon a demon. Temporary one. (laughs) <laughs> temporary one um, sorry to be a bit blunt we've been accused of being demon summoners and I'm sort of just Vivian going with chocolates. it now <laughs> ah, I see so you cannot create life but you can no I just bring it here for a bit it buggers about then it goes away again I wouldn't you have put it quite right, that way but ma- yeah <laughs> you were right madame they are quite amusing <laughs> Grace smiles at <laughs> you say we were amusing excellent not quite in those words. What did All you right. say? I enjoyed your company. That's nice. I enjoyed yours. Hmm. You, as you start uh, heading aboard the boat, I would say, if thing, if we are noticed, or if things get especially tricky, Vivian. Trouble as it takes a minute to cast. Vivian here will. Vivian's job is chiefly to protect me, but if need be, she may be able to assist from a distance. Mm. We do have a vested interest in going this through, but I would prefer not to get directly involved. I'm hardly armoured for the occasion. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You clam- I mean, if things get really bad, we have some big stuff we can pull, but let's avoid that. How long is it going to take us to get near where their camp you probably, was? You'll be near the camp, um, sort of close enough to really see the camp for like the for the last mile before you hit the nightmare, and then immediately once you come back out of the nightmare again. So you've currently got of the six miles you're traveling. Do, 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 about three, the next three miles are going to be mostly quiet river journey. Okay, I might do it just. Be- I'll start the summoning just before we get near. That the sounds camp. like a good idea. So we have it if we need to draw them away at the camp, and if not, we have the distraction for the first hour of Agreed. nightmare world. Very good. That's going to be my big one. That's the big one for the day. I think it might be worth it. Who's right. captaining the barge? Yeah, ah, I kind yes, of, of agree. Um, Capt- uh, Captain Jorges? Commodore, Commodore now, actually. apparently. <laughs> Congratulations on your uh, promotion. Or, uh, I've gone I up in tell, the world. I can tell I have some things to catch up on. 
Indeed. Maybe we should have drinks or something. It's been a bit of well, a busy week. you can tell me about it uh, during the barge journey. We're going to have an hour or so. A house fell on me this morning. You can tell me about that as well. Uh, now, Cap- <laughs> the Commodore Jorges. I'm really enjoying telling this people, I'll be honest. This is Captain Talbot, uh, whose barge we'll be travelling on. An Pleasure. elderly halfling in a thick gl- coat with two old grey hair. Looks like to be his late hundreds, not quite, maybe like, you know, like elderly halfling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like one of those people who's like wrote, du- uh, tilled this boat their entire life and yeah. is clearly like tough as teak. Uh, uh, squints at you. Stick shoves out a hand. I take it and I shake it. Why's it coming to that? I find you have here. Talbot. Thank you very much. Lies are you all. Take us where we need to go. Huh. Right. So, um, I think uh, possibly what we're going to want to do in order to give us the the best chance of not being seen here is have someone up in the uh, crow's nest for the entire time. Not a bad idea. We used to do that sort of thing back in the days when I was... (laughs) When I've... uh, Conveyed the odd midnight package before. <laughs> oh, um, get the feeling that uh, Captain Talbot has smuggled a few things in his time. Yeah, Captain Talbot. Nice to start us, by the way. Nice to meet you. Right. So, um, quick question: Is this uh, under a sanctum effect at all? Nope. It's just a riverboat. Cool. Mostly, uh, something I tend to move. I just. Mostly, something I tend to move. I try not to draw that sort of attention. Uh, To which uh, Grace uh, notes, however, Vivienne is capable of producing one. And now that we are in place, uh, Viv, if you would care to? Of course. This is going to take me ten minutes. All right, and it's well spent. There's a quiet ten minutes while, in fact, actually, Vivian can do this while the ship, is, while the boat is moving. So for you the think. first, there's ten minutes of uh, of the bar uh, uh, once the barge is underway, where she just goes around the ship, setting up small little silvery uh, tokens, latching or bolting them into place. Mm. Until... If they can't track us via any means other than visually, that gives us options. Yeah. Helps. I have a little experience with these things. This should prevent the basic scrying uh, and also uh, should render us invisible to arcane eyes and such. Hopefully Excellent. Uh, our oh, information network has not been compromised. Hmm. Ugh. Well, either way, I think this will um, uh, be a great help. Yeah, we will also be able to tell if anyone's trying to scry or do our canine eye on us, which is helpful. Yes, I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. I, in fact, this seems like as good a time as any. The river, there is in fact a bit of quiet stretch ahead as you make your way. Uh, as the as the boat is, uh, in fact, actually, before uh, as you're readying the boat, are you creating? Uh, uh, are you trusting to the boat just going downstream, or are you going to try and like 
chain it to seahorses or something. Um. Oh yeah. Do you want a seahorse to I make think it go faster? Uh, we want that option. Yes. Let, let's make get it a louder. In place. Okay. No, they'll be underwater. Might as well, then. Captain Talbot pipes up. I I assume that you're referring to uh, something a little larger than your average seahorse, some of this uh, magic-y stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's like a magic giant horse. I forget that they're not that size. I've not seen normal-sized seahorses. No, uh, regular-sized seahorses, and Corson holds up, like... uh, his hands about like four or five inches <laughs> they're way smaller than <laughs> they're that. like the size of Corson's thumb actually like at most they're like real seasons are tiny super tiny mm. uh, cool. uh, he goes right well we can do that um, faster I don't know if these uh, seahorses are going to make no noise but um Boat going through water is going to slap us. Going to slap on water if we go too fast. Yeah, but we'll have a little more control over it. And if we need to go faster because of like a combat situation, that. But I guess we could start going slower, and then if we need to run, that might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll stick with you, and I can give them like the speed that you think is the sensible speed. Right, you follow my lead. Because I trust you a lot more than (laughs) I trust me. Follow my lead, then. and we'll work at this out. You do conjure once again. This time mottled grain green, I'm assuming. Um, more. Oh, yeah. A little bits of red yeah. since yeah. the water's uh, red. Not up here, but it will be later. Uh, these uh, <laughs> uh, four more huge seahorses, uh, which you t- uh, harness to the boat. Um, Captain Talbot is willing to move a little a little faster and he seems to like listen to the boat and judge a speed closer to about three miles an hour uh as the fastest he can go without breaking his his own personal limit for sound so this means that the journey will be done in two hours instead of three Mm -hmm. so that's actually pretty good um you make your way down the river even so, there is a bit of time before you start getting close to the to the um, patrols, and as you respectively lie in wait or perch atop the uh, mast, uh, if it's the, uh, either now or like later, you can choose to. I think I'll go up the mast like around about the time that Scamp is summoning Lux. So, to begin with, you're all kind of quite low down and just. Because I think that's probably when I'd need to cast, yeah. really. Just yeah. keeping low profiles in the boat. Captain Talbot is handling the tiller, keeping the keeping the Liza Lee uh, on track, making its way down the water. Actually, as we start going past the nightmare city, I'd love to go up the mast and see if I can yeah. see anything else. <laughs> we'll do that. But first, as you're clustering, um, one a middle-aged sort of uh, halfling looks like Talbot's son or grandson or something like that mm-hmm. hands you all some cups of uh, tea in a little warm uh, in like little covered wooden uh, cups oh thank you don't no worry I'm alright thanks 
It's nice. It's, even though it's a warm light, the extra warmth is good. Lady Grace. I'm not drinking anything yeah. from anyone. <laughs> Lady I trust Grace. that one. Lady Grace takes. Lady Grace waits to see. Uh, waits for a moment until uh, uh, glance at Vivian. Viv takes a sip, swallows it, nods. They swap cups. Lady Grace drinks. I have uh, had some enemies in my time. I don't doubt it. Know that feeling? Seems you must attract a number in your line of work. Comes with a comes with hazards being professional revolutionaries, yeah. Yeah, we now rank as an assassinatable threat. Apparently so. There've been a few attempts. Hmm. Well, I normally would recommend. Uh, setting yourself up with someone like Vivienne, but fortunately the three of you seem to do a good job for each other. I can deal with poisons, most mm. of them, if I uh, know that they're there. Yeah, you're not bad at poison, actually, are you? I have ways and means. He mm. winks. <laughs> and the uh, the octopus sort of, like, I was going to say, um, just jiggles slightly. <laughs> no one on the boat reacts to the spirits, by the way. Okay, good okay. to know. Yeah, it doesn't appear that any of the crews uh, of the soldiers who are like just most most of the soldiers are below decks. They have weapons like readied, but like to one side in case they're needed. But mm. are just lay, staying low and keeping quiet. They're they're as it were below in the hold, stowed with the sugar, sugar and by yeah. that I mean the guns. Mm. <laughs> but no, up above and mm. under the barge, uh, under the hood of the barge, it's mostly the five of you and. Captain Talbot is at the back, just manning the teller. Cool. So, um, how have you been? Asking Lady Grace. Well, I had to evacuate my townhouse. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. That was going to be necessary eventually. I do actually have a I believe I have an estate somewhere around here that I never visit. Um, but it's not inside, not inside the city wall. Uh, the, well, no walls, but not within the uh, within Hickory Island. So hmm. I'm afraid I can't invite you in. That's fair enough. I love that you don't know where your estate is. I, well, I'm not not from this angle. Mm, fair I normally co would come in by ship. Looks a little bit the same. Yeah, apart from the distant forest of screaming mouths. Yeah. She's yeah, that's like, new. No, um, well enough. I've been working with uh, Ms. Leodon and uh, Master Boot. Yeah, I know them well. How are they? How are they doing? Well... It seems that someone managed, and she gives you the three of you a significant look, to set the pair of them up with a competent captain and some guards, enough to form a nucleus for training further troops. Some of the local bell founders were able to get in touch with them. I 
made some introductions, and they're using their estate as a place to serve as a staging grounds. Okay, that's good. Yes, so- and it's nice to see the Vandasar estate being used for something productive for once. Yeah, it sounds like they're doing a lot with it. Quite mm. right. And I personally, do they do they seem okay? They're friends. Well I've been enough. Able to talk to um, them in a while. <laughs> yes, I understand they were recently reunited. Yes. Uh, as far as I know, well, no marital troubles or anything like that. They most I mostly know them in a professional capacity. No. Just... No, no. I introduced um, I introduced them to a sending mage I'm familiar with. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, it's been appreciated to be able the, to get in contact uh, with them. <laughs> yes, they set up the sanctum around the estate. Mm. No, it's good. Very good. I understand that you are to be congratulated on your victories at the River Hound. Yes, we yeah. were able to we repel lived, them, so, you at know. least. I'm afraid one only gets so much detail by sending. It was one victory out of two we need. Yes. Mm. And we did take quite a lot of losses, mm. so... Yeah. Which we can't afford to let happen no. next time. Well, this one needs to be better. It is my hope that she pats the... Well, the sideboard of the bit where you're, where you're kind of kneeling, but to indicate the boat. Let us hope the Liza Lee can make a difference there. Hope so. Yeah. Thank you for organising this. Of course. The I have been in contact mostly with Hannah in the past, but she's introduced me to Jacob. I've not personally met Torfast. Hmm. I assume they're in need of those troops at the estate in the near future. They largely the will be, but she thinks for a moment. If we can, if we are able to secure transportation, we may be able to get additional additional companies in that they can spare right now to There's bring a more bodies. Day. She nods. Forward intelligence? Yes. Yes, we have intelligence. Can you tell me? We are sanctified. <laughs> I trust Vivian with my life. Viv, would it would it be assuring if do you if Vivian set up a privacy ward? It will block sound from entering the space around us or leaving. I mean, yeah. Yes, also, can you prove you yourself somehow? A good choice. When we first... Can I touch your face for a start? It's just a little... Like, that's just... Whichever of us you step. feel most comfortable with, it doesn't matter who it is. I would... She, see, she clearly does seem a little uncomfortable with the idea of her face being touched, but... Gestures to Scamp, since they asked. You can touch my face. We first met in my carriage when you were with 
a fine gentleman who propositioned the idea of establishing his own sausage works. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you spell his name? Which part? <laughs> the difficult, all of it, all the hard bits. <laughs> Walter Wilbur Williker Warbertittle, and Warbertittle is spelt W A R L. B-U-R-L-T-I-T-T-L-E. I did ask. Apparently two of the L's are silent. <laughs> I refuse to believe that you're a real person, that you remembered how to spell that. I'm sorry, it's all over. We have to chuck you off the boat. <laughs> I, we went through contracts. I had to instruct the solicitors how to draw it up. Okay, that, that'll do it. Fair enough. <laughs> she smiles wanly and um, nods. But yeah, that little privacy ward wouldn't go unless you... Vivienne, Just in case. The modified silence, if you would. Vivienne adjusts her rings. <laughs> All of the background sound fades. <laughs> Find out what fucking day it is. You can't hear the river, you can barely hear the creaking of little bits of boat, but most of it is suppressed. It's as if uh, the wind is gone, the distant sound of wildlife, and outside of the Nightmare Woods there is wildlife. It's <laughs> like you're in a, an enclosed room with just the five of you. Well, seven if we include Marjorie and Jeffrey, but they're kind of quiet and seem to be keeping themselves busy. They're being mm. well yeah. behaved. They're in mm. polite company. 22nd of falling leaves. Don't know what time. Okay. What Do we have an idea of troop movements? What sort of resources? What their plan of attack is? Anything like that? God, do I have anything? It's changed a little bit since we won, to be honest. What we knew last time was their plans were based on the assumption that they would yeah, take the battery. Yeah, that's the last plan update that we have, but we might be able to get some more intelligence in the next day or two. Understood. But they've got ships coming. I think they might be waiting on They're those. They're definitely Is waiting right? on ships. Mm. I'm not sure how many. Uh, hopefully we might be able to give you some numbers in the next couple of days. So to the best of my understanding, be there is at least one first rate that could reach here in, within that time frame if they've moved it quickly. Ugh. First rates are operators, carriers, so there's a likelihood they may have eagle riders as well. Mm. Right. I... There was talk of a fortress beast as well. They don't have a fortress beast here in the colonies. There is one in Syria, but that would mean at least potentially two months of journey across the river. Oh, sorry, across the river, across the ocean to reach here. Yeah, they're not fast, are they? No. No, they travel at a pace around equivalent to a first rate, so four knots tops maybe three and a half on their usual travel speed they're quite slow but once they arrive there is a land-based fortress beast but that is currently in uh 
performing what you'd call peacekeeping in St. Gregorsville as part of the occupation of the Sulian territories, it would not be able to reach here in time. Well, that's good. How long would it take to get the soldiers, like, if we were to be able to nick some of them troops, how long would it take to get them here? Would they get here in time? It depends how we travel. Overland, overland it has taken us five days to get here because the roads are not well maintained. Overseas, were you able to, you can be to Thunder's Watch in a day and a half. So, mm. less, less with your boat, I understand, your ship. I understand that the Kraken's Bane, from what the harbour master was able to tell me, is a splendidly well-cut vessel. Yes, it is. Oh, shipwright's quite something. Hmm. I would appreciate uh, a reference. I'm sure I would like to get, I'm sure that we'll be in need of... An invaluable person to know. Oh, Definitely. No, definitely. We'd be happy to put you in touch. She's uh, excellent. Name? There is a trouble of we can't really take the ship out that anytime is the problem. soon. Right now, as I understand it, a full escort would be difficult. But given the speed of your ship, it might be possible for you to essentially do a blockade run. That's... You would need to escape the ships here, leaving the remainder of the ships you have to defend, which they would be able to do until such time as the as their reinforcements arrive. And I understand we have our own reinforcements coming? We do. By Sim? We do. Then, in theory... It would be possible for you to take the Kraken's Bane to Thunder's Watch. If there were a pre-arranged time to, for the troops to meet you, there are some coves nearby. Someone, I believe Captain Scorch, would have a better understanding of the local uh, smugglers' coves in this matter. You might be able to pick them up, load them aboard, and get them back before being caught. I would this would I would advise against engaging in an extended fight, but you might be able to get up to at least two companies already armed and trained here. It would be risky. We can't we can't take we the chance right now. What is your what are your lim- what are your restrictions on being able to do so? Um, we really can't talk about it, actually. Someone with a grudge, someone with a grudge who will be a problem that we are not prepared for. She thinks for a moment. I see. You're anticipating perhaps We're some anticipating sort an ambush. of ambush or yes. Yeah. One that we're not prepared for. Do you know if this is... One that's not involved in the war as well. Not involved in the war, interesting. This is bringing a third combatant into what is already a mess. 
Presumably, do you have any information about where or how they would like to strike? Would it be over open water somewhere or, or are they tem- temerous enough to strike near the near these waters? As far as we know, in open water. We we don't have that information, really. though. Not mm, really. A concern. Think on it. The route is short, and it is close to home. It may be that your opponents will wait until will wait until there is somewhere where they are unlikely to be seen by patrol vessels. Smaller character clarification. Pirates or similar. If they, you say they're a third party, so yeah, not all Syrian. No. Could we um, do the same journey in a comparable amount of time uh, in the witch's tit? Pardon? I'm. I wanted the. Oh, sorry. Is that? Uh, oh, it's uh, uh, you You're asking that. You you asked that for a moment to the others out loud. <laughs> and yeah. that, well, but you're really thinking about it. The I witch- mean, the witch's tit is still a problem. The witch's tit. Uh, you can. You can't gun it in time. No, but it goes. You it goes down it in the fight. Ah. It goes down in the fight in Newmark. Yeah. Oh, okay. It goes down before the ambush fight. It goes down fight. before that. Uh, but the witch's tit, you would know, is comparable, you, you, inter- you, you have estimated, is comparable in speed to a frigate. So it's fast. It's not as fast. If Scamp were pushing it with wind, it could go faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so... Yeah, that's the that's the thing. You you got it's it's fast, but it's not uh, it's not the cutting edge ship that uh, the Grand Spain is. You could make it, but it might mean a slightly longer journey. Essentially, it might go from two days of travel to three days, depending on wind <laughs> and uh, uh, and tides and sailing. And overland, how long did you say? It took us five days. I'm sorry, the roads are really. Not good here. How long do we? We have longer than five days. Did you have magic horses or? It's the fifteenth now. I think technically it's the sixteenth, but yes. Still. If we were quick, we could do it over land. It might. I mean, it might be a matter of. Are you sorting it out with Leah tonight? That might be an idea. The trade-off there would be. If we had to go and get them, we wouldn't be able to do anything else, which is a nightmare, actually. Mm. But if they were willing to come yeah. over land, that's different. Is it? We might have to give them a bit of help at some point. If it took yeah, them five through. days over land, how much uh, time does that leave us before... Um... If they begin... You say the 22nd. If they begin arriving, they should arrive... If they set off today, they should arrive the day before the anticipated date. All right, we would need to get on it then, because if they arrive um, tired and unprepared, they're uh, going to be of uh, limited use. And coming over land, they will be. I could get there. I could get them back faster. I'd need a whole probably day and to rest afterwards, but if I spent everything moving people... That's a point. I mean... How many actual bodies are we talking here? Saying in front of the wizard, we don't know. I know. That's why I'm sort of being a bit vague. But if we do it, True. everyone knows. Again, that was message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
could potentially do that. How many um, people could we get over? How hands? long do you think it would take us on magic horses at full pelt to get there? Allowing for rest, you can usually travel 80 miles a day uh, via repeated phantom steed. It will be extremely sore, but you can. Um, Viv? Vivian thinks of this for a moment. In fact, I need to just take a moment to consult my own notes, so... Mm -hmm. She nods. Going over land, you could do it in uh, a little... Perhaps a... Perhaps a day and a half. But if you, you cannot uh, okay. transport an entire uh, two companies of troops that way. We're talking about perhaps uh, nearly a thousand people. Uh, message. How many people could you get in, like, say, 60 feet? Within 60 feet, uh, you could perhaps, if they... A 60 feet foot circle or a 60 foot square? Um, circle. Radius or uh, uh, diameter? Sorry, circle from radius. radius. With the radius, you might perhaps, if they all stood very close, be able to get uh, them together in just about. It would be a very tightly packed crowd, but you could. I'm thinking hard, but like, if you really pack them like sardines, you can fit a thousand people. So, say, so if someone can dash 60 feet around, the portal is open for a round. We we run into. (laughs) How many people can get through? That is essentially a quest, uh, a a question of. Putting aside for a moment the, the the problem of you've never had two people run into it from different directions at once, mm-hmm. hmm. so you don't know you don't know what if that works. happens. One person comes out and it's really concerning. You know that the portal can be entered from any direction because it looks like a circle, but it's obviously a sphere. Uh, but you don't know what happens if two people meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. There is presumably going to be a limit of how many people can get fit through that space at once your estimate is around a dozen if they're all like in a line and charging um and this is literally it's not the number of people in one space it's the number of people who can fit through a roughly person-sized aperture yeah like charging one at a time there's a reason why teleport circle is not usually used to transport armies, but you can transport like a strike squad. It's great for mm. adventurers. It's not good for, for for army transport. How many teleport circles okay. does it take to transport a thousand people is basically what we're asking. <laughs> About 80. 80. About 80. Um, yeah. yeah. We can't do that. How many spell slots? Not eighty. Not eighty, and they're they're level no, five, so I it's basically even assuming you convert yeah. all of your lowest level spells into sorcery points. I would be surprised if you, uh, uh, if you could manage more than a dozen, which would conceivably yeah. like you could get like maybe hundred and forty people through. 
100, maybe 150 at a push, but... It's a silly number. Mm, that's people, something, honestly. but it's... Yeah. But, um, but... What if they sat on each other's uh, shoulders? <laughs> uh, it's the, the portal is not that high. <laughs> and yeah, also, at that point... What if we point, squat if we find someone who can cast <laughs> minimize? A, a, a serious size. risk of people like falling off and bundling into each other and reducing the rate of flow. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's um, a moment as, you're, yeah. as the three of you are oh, silently yeah. contemplating the mechanics. I feel like it's just this, like, you know that gif where it's, like, triangles and shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah all the mathematics. <laughs> yeah, the maths gif. Everyone knows which yeah. one we mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a moment of all three yeah, of Yeah, okay, that might be a bit of a problem. That's... Yeah, I'm not sure that would work, would it? No, but we really... Can we risk the boat? I don't, I don't know, know we, we can, can either. An My only is, thought was they might be expecting the Kraken Spain, they uh, wouldn't we... be expecting that. What? My only thought mm-hmm. was they might be expecting the Kraken Spain, but they won't be expecting that. Why not? Well, they don't know we have it yet. I... Because um, of because if of they have things, any I message to the other two. The, the eye that she definitely has. We have to assume she knows everything. All right yeah. then. We can't assume she doesn't know things, darling. We did also like leave it. It's not exactly subtle. Half the city knows we've got it. Anyone with an informer knows about that boat yeah. now. I mean, if we if we tried over land, would we have to accompany them for the whole journey, or could we meet them, or how would that even work? Yeah, could we if do what go, we've done here, basically, and meet my them? Estimate, the my assumption would be the region between here and Thunder's Watch, if they travel by night, conceal themselves in the day, and there are places to do so, we did the same. We were able to successfully bring a, a wagon train here. They would be able to get close to the city. However, the last stretch would be the most dangerous. Mm. That is where they are likely to be engaged. And if they're not careful, caught in a running battle or encircled by the redcoats. Yeah. That is the most dangerous part. We'll have two companies unaccompanied. And it would be dangerous. There is, it is possible to sally forth with those that we have perhaps the wisest move might be to hmm, i'm not sure there may might be somewhere if you have they could certainly get within a day's journey uh within 20 miles or so safely once they got over the horizon so within about 10 miles or so there's a chance that all Syrian patrols would spot them. And then it would be a pitched battle. Mm. Okay, so we need to go and fetch them, or help them at the end. But they could set off now. And indeed, I could arrange for Viv to uh, send to Ms. Leodon's sending mage. And start and get that set up. That's probably the best bet if we can't take them by sea. I don't see how we can take them by sea. 
without potentially getting a lot of people killed. Mm. And, on a less personal note, uh, having one less ship. Yeah. True, although... I will have them provide details of the commanding officer so you can send to them when the time is right for the final leg of the journey. What are we needed for on that last day? Well, potentially, um, that depends. Getting them securely into the city is the is the most pressing thing. Once they're onto Hickory Isle, the enemy cannot as easily uh, trap and either force a surrender or a rout. Yeah, the patrols that we have, or that we've already encountered out here, are just that at the moment, patrols. If we can... Uh, overwhelm them, overwhelm them, cause them to retreat, or at least clear the way for the troops arriving. Hmm. Perhaps with the forces we already have in the city. Maybe. We also don't want to be risking troops just mm. before the battle happens. Yeah, we'd be better off with a sting operation for people to help them in. All right. In which case, also out of push the sunset girls. Yeah. If you have uh, multiple strike teams, then perhaps you, perhaps your idea is not a bad one. You could take half of the patrols; they could take the other half, and you could attempt to blind our opponents. Hmm. In fact, I have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. One team should blind should take out uh, would be best taking out the scouts, and the other should go after the gold hawks. Gold hawks. The diviner battery. Ah. Yes. Yeah, we do need oh, to take we care of them. With them being gone, they were awful before. Indeed. However, that is something to consider in another time. Mm. In principle, do you agree then that the best strategy is to set the troops moving as soon as possible and then arrange for their path to be clear on the final day? Yes. I think so. I think so. All the people we can get. Understood. Vivian, would you if, take uh, care of that? If Leah and Michael are okay with it, of course. Vivian nods. I will make inquiries. Thank uh, you. Do you, this will take some of my concentration. Do you have further things to discuss under... She gestures in the air. I can't think of anything, can you two? Mm. No. Not right this moment, no. no. Thank you, Viv. Of course, Mother. You hear... There's a moment where she frowns a little, adjusts some of the, sound, uh, some of the rings, and... The gentle sound of the river returns. Well, that's potentially very helpful, thank you. Not a problem. Viv goes to one side to start her sendings, murmuring quietly. Um, you notice that Viv actually uses uh, a somewhat opaque code, a series of shortened words possibly to condense information and possibly just for reasons of military security. 
Although Vivienne is not wearing a uniform per se, she certainly appears to be familiar with military practice in these matters. The um, Lady Grace glances back and smiles a little. She was a good find. Where did you find her? Oh. She was... Actually a scholarship student. Uh, Military standard. Was... Discharged after an embarrassing incident. One of my people got in contact with her and I arranged for her education to be paid for and completed and a job for her when she graduated. Hmm. Oh, that's kind of you. I believe in investing in people. People... Some of my... contemporaries are firm believers that you can buy people or that everyone has their price. And Mm. I would say that everyone has needs. Find that need. Supply it. Show that you can be trusted. And you can, in time, build loyalty. Mm. I trust Vivienne with my life. I'm sure that trust is well placed. She has saved it multiple times. Hmm. Yep, that sounds pretty well placed. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, um, factory investment is a little more uh, cutthroat than one might originally anticipate. Oh, believe me, either uh, I'll believe it. Yeah, it's. You're in it's, trouble with um, the sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some if you'd like one well if Bruno was anything to go by it is rather a, um, a cutthroat world ah yes um, Walter did talk about that no no. Uh, unfortunately well fortunately Walter is a little busy at the moment I've arranged for him to be the one of the primary ration suppliers going forward oh oh I mean, those things key. They work for him too, indeed, and uh, that should hopefully put him and my investment in his business uh, in a comfortable position for the future. Okay. So, a lot of uh, a lot of soldiers are going to get used to eating wieners. Honestly, they're really good. So Mm. that makes sense, uh, as I understand Mm. it. Sergeant Morris tried one and just ex- immediately ex- shouted uh, uh, and almost exclaimed hot dog upon doing so. Is that yeah. the uh, uh, turns of phrase they have out here? Mm. Is it like howdy doody? Let's <laughs> start saying it. Howdy doody! <laughs> that was awful. I'm never doing it again. I, it was awful. Never do I it again. I try not to do the howdy doody thing either. I love saying howdy doody. It just never sounds right in Go on, voice. say howdy doody just once for me. <laughs> Had she a bad smiles, day. but does not. Please. 
Oh, I'll keep asking you every time you're off guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. I'm sure you will, Celestia. Now. I'm going to greet you every time I meet you and say howdy doody from now on. And much joy may it bring you. It will bring me a lot of joy. <laughs> we'll need to be on our guard soon. A last question. Oh, uh, yeah. For my own curiosities, we've not really spoken much. What brought you into this? Into this fight? Into this war? All of us? All of you. I'm genuinely curious. Everyone has their motivations. Injustice? I think... Yeah, we're not fans. Yes, much like you, we realised that there was a point after which we couldn't just um, pretend this wasn't our fight anymore. We were totally ready to not get involved in this one. We'd done a revolution. Um, but we're not very good at not getting involved. All the same shit. If something doesn't seem right, we sort it. Revolution. You were involved in Seoul then? Yeah. Yes. A little bit. With uh, which faction? Out of character, I have no I mean, idea. Ultimately, the ultimately the with the final government, with the with the sort of university elites type and, uh, and moderates. Savat and Co. Ah, the new president. Yeah. Very low. Like, he's a bit of a twit sometimes, but he's less of a twit than yeah, a lot of them. Perfect, so. But... Few people are. He has a good affectation of humility at least taking on the term president quite a low-ranking title fun fact historically before the elevation of president to like mean a head of state it's literally just like the president of your local bowling club right actually quite a slightly quite a low status title yeah (laughs) just has someone who presides over meetings (laughs) interesting i was not aware of that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It was actually uh, if we go if if you go into real life history, it was a deliberate choice in the US for to, to like have quite a low sounding title. I suppose it's like and fireballs and fun facts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. referring to yourself as the general secretary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> secretary yeah. of state. There's a lot of them are low yeah. sounding mm. roles. Home secretary. Yeah. Well. It all turned out for the best, one hopes. I hope so. We hope. Yes. And if not, we'll go back and fix it again. And I think knowing that we'll do that might keep us being sensible. And I think on that note, it's one of the reasons why we couldn't um, stay uninvolved here is we had the ability uh, to possibly make things better and if we didn't take uh, take that uh, chance and use that ability then well, what is the point yeah what are we you've even make doing changes here? where you see you can indeed i must say you are three very confident capable people oh goodness when did that happen comes Quite with the territory i suppose you remember when I told you a house fell on me this morning, right? 
Yes. Uh, capable. <laughs> oh. Well, you seem to have survived it with no obvious injuries. Oh, I can assure you, we're all aching in several places, but we have been healed. Hmm. Accessible. Don't worry, most of the scars are psychological. Yeah. You learn to live with them. What about you, then? Why, why are you bothered? Not to be rude. I would actually like you to make a persuasion check, please. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Good at that. Well, this is just to see how open she's willing to be. Natural fucking 20. Nice. <laughs> Which is? At uh, 35, mate. Okay. She studies <laughs> you for a lot. For That's what I wanted to hear. slightly long pause for a moment before answering. Just kind of look openly back at her. Try not to look hostile. In truth? If you would. I'm trying to say, I am trying to save the world. I have seen the future. Huh. I know what it brings. And if things continue on this path, then we are all doomed. When have you seen the future? Are you talk well, Is this a metaphor? Speaking, I have seen the future. I um. am. <laughs> okay. oh. oh. She pauses at this. That seems to log something. Continues. I have watched the world for much of the three centuries I've been on the surface of this world, and I. see the way that history rhymes again and again a cycle in which one people become dominant and push down another and in the fullness of time that people rises up and pushes down and exterminates others. Perhaps the first, perhaps others entirely. A sort of tawdry game of musical chairs, if you will. No, that metaphor doesn't work. Metaphors are not my strong suit. It happened with ancient Tyre. They crushed and enslave the people of Jova. They beat down the giants. Then they fell. Others rose up to replace them. The empire that would have been of Peter the Lion rose up, hmm. collapsed, scattered. And now... Here and elsewhere, I see kingdoms rising to empires built on the backs of others. And every time there is the risk that this things will end, because the world is changing. When I was a child, people fought 
with arrows and swords. Then came the handgun, then cannon, then musket. Artillery grows stronger. Bombs may be dropped from the skies. Change comes faster. I've seen what the machines in my factories can do. I cannot see the future, but I can guess. And if this trend continues, and our world is has the same foundation it has now, then it will all end in fire. Hmm. You're an unusually insightful person. Do you know that? She inclines her head a little. And they do say age breeds wisdom. Hmm. Not in all things. Hmm. But, but this is what I see and it is my life's goal to stop this. Good goal. Is this anything in particular we can ever help with? She nods. We're I quite have... invested in that ourselves. I have hopes that this will be a start, a change. There must be no king here. No queen. No. Mm -hmm. Aristocracy, nobility, dooms, and I say this as someone with a title myself, dooms us to that structure where we stand higher on the backs of others. Mm. It is the... It is the path that will lead to everyone being destroyed. Well, hopefully if, if it can be done here, it can be done elsewhere. Somebody once told me that nobility is a lie and it only works as long as people believe it. <laughs> then it is a corrosive lie. Oh, it's a good lie. That's the scary thing about it. Many good lies are. It's... But eventually people stop believing it and when they do things burn. Blood. And some burnings may seem good at first but if the fire spreads wide enough when Tyre burned the rule of elves was lost and with it twelve centuries of architecture advancement, knowledge. Jova was plunged into an age of darkness. When the first Tang Empire fell for its cruelties that it levied upon the non-goblins within its borders, so fell all of its knowledge. Not all. Some was carried away to other places. I have read reports of the cities of the giants that still lie scattered in these lands. This is the fate that awaits Calcinia. If tyranny is permitted. You're an excellently unusual person. Mm. 
for your reaction to be not to want the power for yourself. Power is useful, but power is only useful to do things with. One must find, when you see what needs to be done, none of the rest of it matters. Comforts. I don't deny the value of a good glass of wine, but when I see one, I think, how can I use this to bring someone on side? Who uses, who loves wine? Well, who likes fine art and paintings? Every step must advance towards this goal. If I do not try to save the world, who will? That's more or less the the question that we've uh, been posed with several times. She smiles a little Um, bit. Good. It does sound very lonely. Surely you can't be the only person with this goal. I mean, you're demonstrably not. (laughs) I'm not. I mean, yeah, we're here. That's like four already. Others to try and assist. Wouldn't mind meeting some of them. You've met three already. Who have we met? The Bellfounders. Ah. They're excellent. I started them to make sure that we could gather together people to try and build this kingless place. Hmm. I like that. But we'd like yes. to help. Good. I would appreciate your help. You are three driven, capable people. Well. If with your own idiosyncrasies. No denying that. Quite a few. Yeah, of course it's a big idiosyncrasy. Uh. What's this <laughs> She's saying we're weird. Oh yeah, no, causing super I, weird. The only weird one here. <laughs> I don't think you could describe any of us really as particularly normal. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> How have you met me, Jeffrey? Don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> Conformity is only as useful as you need it to be. Hmm. <laughs> Some people completely incapable, it turns out. Depends what you're conforming to. I was never given a oh, chance. Oh, I really tried for a while. I don't think it'd be for me. Yeah, I don't want to, but it was the option that was presented for a long time and I wasn't very good at it. Even worse now, just through the hair. Mm. It seems the surface has been good for you. <laughs> yeah. A lot better. If only you had been raised here. But we do not choose where we are born, or who we are born to. Do you know of any other drow who have been on the surface for a long time? A number. There are companies of a mercenary group composed entirely of drow. Evangard. She nods. They have worked on the surface 
for various groups for a number of years now. Mm. They are prized for the quality of their experience and capabilities and adapt after some time to the surface. I understand they are trained to use firearms once they arrive here. They have to be once they got here, yeah. Indeed. No loud noises down below. I believe no. that is the mistake that previous would-be conquerors of the Underdark have made. Oh yeah, we tried that. It was bad as well. Mm. Yeah. Let us hope. One is never so f- misfortunate as to meet a cave horror. Hmm. Celestia, so like, full body shudders and just tries to conceal it. <laughs> However, they too prefer the liberty of the surface. Because it is my understanding that they are not chosen from the high ranked nobility of the drow but the those without opportunities that the structure of Ariadnea provides desperate people join the ebon guard yeah hmm. people who don't have um another option people whose families aren't well placed if your family's not well placed in the underdark you're a bit fucked see Interesting. no opportunities for social advancement other than murder no and the ebon guard can provide Pretty, well, I mean, murder, but also pretty fucking good uh, military education, a hundred years of work, which pays extremely well, and then you're sort of able to do whatever you like when you're done with that hundred years, and, you know, if you're going to live six hundreds, it's... I suppose it's and like your me. family has absolutely no prospects, and you're really buggered, uh, and you'd end up in the service of another big family, It's it doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world going into it. It's not all that different from the army mages here, I suppose. Except it is. Well, in practice, yes. Yeah, there's no guarantee you'll get through the training, darling. Mm. And if you do, it might not be the same again. I wouldn't say that up here it's pretty any good, though, for... Like, those illusionists. Yeah, true. There was very little left of who they actually were. That was nasty. Yeah, there's definitely some equivalents up here that I did not know about, so I assumed it was slightly normal say, army practice, training, but I could be wrong. It's different, but in principle, not all that much. Hmm. Hmm. Well then. So, yeah, particularly bad wood elf methods. Hmm. Wood elves? Yeah, that's where they got the training from. Hmm. Well, the ideas for the training. I have certainly read historical accounts. I assure you that's quite enough. Well, let us hope then that those forgotten drow, those without opportunities, are hungry still for liberty on the surface. Do you want to turn the Ebon Guard? They could be a use. I'm beyond here for it if you do. Could it be done? 
Allow me to think on it for a time. Anything can be done if you try hard enough. If you need inside knowledge. She inclines her head. I I trained with them. (laughs) For a while. Not a pleasant experience? No. Very, very bad. Uh, And not rewarding or helpful for you? Mm Mm-mm. Don't get me wrong, I was a shit-hot fighter for a while afterwards. Uh, I fight differently now, I didn't keep up the training, so I'm not deadly in that particular way. But you found your own way. Yeah. But, uh... I think I didn't stop shaking for about six months when I was done. Hmm. Hmm. Similar things happen to soldiers here. But my point is, if uh, one were to stay on with them, I hear it does get better after the training, but you wouldn't necessarily be enjoying yourself. So, it seems to be a question of liberties and comfort. They're being provided comfort already, but Offering a better way. Yeah. I understand that um, the empire down below is structured in the somewhat barbaric ways of the old Tyrian empire. Very much women on top. Yeah, hugely. Did you have... Were you an only child or... No. Siblings? Younger sister, older brother. Hmm. I feel sorry for your brother, then. He cannot have had many opportunities. Yeah. Honestly, he should have had more. Um, Sometimes I feel sorry for him, and sometimes I don't. We cannot choose where we are born. No, that I feel sorry for him on. He could have done better somewhere else. Some of us, well, I fear we are drawing close to the time when our voices must still and we must, and our eyes must be peeled. I have been meaning to ask about the tattoos. <laughs> uh, uh, they yeah. are not purely decorative, put it that way. She glances over to Vivian, who's like returned from ascending at this point. He I'm intending will... to go up the uh, uh, the mast. Vivian twists her, gl- her, uh, her rings for a moment and peers. This is quite interesting. They appear to be a divinatory enchantment. Are you able to see through those? Yes. Hmm. Marvelous. That's weird, isn't it? I see you are uh, capable of casting non-detection upon yourself. Actually, no. Um, different thing. Hmm. But same effect. Looks at Scamp. Hello. <laughs> I like your coat. <laughs> I think it's the waistcoat that, has the, that is made of the silver, uh, of the shadow silk, isn't it? 
uh, the waistcoat lighting was uh, it the cloak cloak sorry cloak. I like your mine's cloak mine's the waistcoat <laughs> yeah It's a good cloak. Okay, Corzin, you climb onto the mast. There's room for one person on the mast, I'm afraid. Oh, so, it should be Corzin yeah. then in that case. 360 vision, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I would like... So, uh, I would like everybody to give me stealth and perception checks. Uh, Corzin without advantage. Okay. Uh, actually, nobody with advantage, hide. really, because it's bright or light. Vanish, yeah. yeah. I get advantage generally. True. Oh, you can do... Uh, this is a good point. You can hide in plain sight, Corzin, so you can just stick stuff. In fact, up. yes, I literally can. If I've got ten minutes, I can... Um, you do. You, yeah. You, in fact, no, it's you, not even ten minutes. It's one minute. I can camouflage myself. Yeah, you give yourself a plus ten to this check by just, like... Oh, well essentially, good. you're making yourself look like a bit of rigging. Yep. Give me a little twine. Give me a little twine. It's still a bright light, so there's still not advantage on these. Okay, straight still. so plus ten. Um, I get advantage from my cloak, Oh, though? you do. So... So you do, you do get advantage. But I don't. You don't. Oh, that's a ten, so loads. <laughs> Nineteen stealth. Twenty-one. Okay. And cause it. Oh, perception. For the right. for captain... Uh, actually, perception for, from everyone as well, please. Uh, I'm a bit busy casting. I don't know that I'm cool. going to so see much. Don't worry. And I also rolled a floor, four. Yeah. So Eighteen perception. <laughs> 22 and 18. Okay, and Corzin, uh, in place of Captain Talbot, can you please roll a tillering check at plus eight? Okay. As he'll be trying to keep the boat st- quiet as well. Uh, that is a 13. Okay. Can I do anything to I that I mean, you roll? see the tillering happen, so I guess at a critical moment you can try and add a plus, uh, a plus d4 if you want. Plus two okay, to 15. that. Okay, 15. The boat tills through the water, causing from your camouflaged position up top, you're able to watch the, um, and hear the winds high, and you watch the, um, patrols. They're a little skittish around the edges at times, but they seem to have moved on in the hours between from the point where they were originally looking for whatever might have escaped or dived in. How high above the deck am I? Uh, it's not very high mast, so... because uh, Honestly, I'm not 100% certain of the height of a... Okay, th- let's say you're 30 feet up, because you're definitely not tall ship high up. This is quite, right. a, quite a low little yeah. mast. I was just thinking, if I cast... Uh silence on myself it wouldn't get anybody else up here no it wouldn't <laughs> good to However, know also then can't message us yeah but if it no, gets but if into it combat, gets into combat yeah, it's great I thought it was yeah. I thought of it so I thought yeah, that's I'd a very good ready, thing. <laughs> you know? you're ready to cast silence if you need to yeah yeah okay this time the although one cavalry patrol gets close they don't notice the dark ship on the dark waters they just uh, the dark boat in the dark waters their eyes are happen to be else there's a moment where the uh, where, where a bit of errant water seems like the tiller is uh, like the boat is about to go into like a slightly protruding bit of rock scamp you see this like clutch the edge of the boat for a moment and just there's a little 
no. of, of water just misses scraping uh, the hull on it. You make it into the woods without incident. The woods, however, are much as they were before. The woods are nightmare land, yeah. Nightmare land, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very into the woods, not out of the woods. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> yeah, I hate that not. musical so much. Um, <laughs> as you travel <laughs> Sorry, into through, the woods fans, it's just not for me. <laughs> there's a moment where uh, you you start uh, you see a couple of the um, a couple of the soldiers, including Sergeant Morris, like briefly come up just to take a peer round. Sergeant Morris uh, with his moustache like well, hell, <laughs> I ain't never seen nothing like this before. It's mostly illusions, and I'm mostly responsible for it. That's not comforting, is it? I don't reckon so, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry. Not a problem. But mostly's a, mostly's are a problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ma'am... Should we... No guns. Stay ready. If anything happens, we have our protectors. Guns and is the last resort, is what we Guns the last resort. They'll still, they, can, they will still hear gunfire from the other side of this. And we don't want an ambush waiting for us afterwards. The boat continues on. It's you. You pass. So you soon find yourself uh, in a bit of. You pass. You pass by this before, but there's. But uh, I didn't really remark on it. You find yourself in an area that looks like almost like ordinary wood, but there are trees here that you don't quite remember being here originally before you cast the illusion. It's like you're going through like a little bit of forest. The water splashes with like almost like a squidgy sound as the boat starts to get through a little bit it's like uh seems to come across a bit of silt and mud it doesn't slow significantly but it definitely goes in points and the seahorses have to go a little bit harder in their swimming I'd like to keep a particular eye out for anything that I did not make. Mm. I'll be keeping like a vague track of like like percentage, like how much of this didn't I make, you know? You Ooh, give me an intelligence check. I'd be also periodically peering into the ethereal plane just in case. Okay. Um that's a seventeen. Fifteen to twenty percent of this is your best guess. That's quite a lot. Yeah, it's like almost a fifth. It's all, in, for the most part, it's in small, like, circles or stretches. Uh, actually, no, it's, it'd be more like, um, sorry, more like 8 to 10%, but that's still a lot. Oh, it's mm. so much. Like, up to a tenth is a lot for what the time has been going on. And um, mostly it's in small blobs, almost, or slashes of just different ground. 
but there is a wider, larger section. It's about near the middle of it, where you where the river passes through, and it's the area with the lot with the trees, uh, the forest-like bit, and the hanging um, bits of cloth, different colours, all kind of like faded and tawdry-looking, blowing in the breeze. This bit is wider, maybe like a. 120 foot wide at its widest I would like to t- like be pointing out to the others either through message or just whispering if I'm stood next to them like which bits I didn't make vaguely how much um, any ways I can see that you could tell like which bits aren't illusion you hear ding dingling ding, ding, just like wind chimes Hmm. Like in the far distance. Okay, that wasn't me either. And then a sound like, like almost like ripping, like like thick fabric ripping, and causing you see it first with your many eyes. In the air, a thin point, silvery, appears and shears outwards into a long, flat, sheer scissor blade, which slices Mm. down through the air. Little Corzin's been having nightmares. As the air splits apart, things start to go nightmarish. Oh god, okay. So, everybody, roll initiative, please. Oh wow, okay. Did I cast my spell? I didn't want to yeah, interrupt all the uh, I will say that you are, uh, So, we'll, we'll, we'll retcon slightly, and I'll say that, sure, in the, in the last bit before you got there, you are able to... Uh, attempt to cast Lux's uh, uh, Lux's spell if you wish and complete it. What is the form you give them, and what is the wording of your binding? Oh, let me check the spell again. No, it's Sorry. fine. Uh, I've got it. Uh, uh, so you basically can give them whatever form. I think you had a sort of chainy form in mind. And yep, yeah, uh, basically, because this is, I can give a com- new command. Give a new command. It's only when I leave it on its own. It's probably fine. Problem. In which case, then you summon them and tell them to just wait. What form do they take? Um, I was I was going to do it at seventh level and get myself a okay. Nice. As you complete the ritual, and I'm going to say this happens a little bit before coming arriving in this into the into the yeah, it lasts an hour. So the plan was to have it ready for in case the so guards. So earlier, us. a little bit earlier on, um, then you had this moment where um, you've completed, or as you complete it, the planes of light, these ones reddish rather than yellow, a golden, come together and form a body. Uh, cut through as ever with you drawing the circle in the air with your own blood uh, which seems to form the core of it you see a woman stand up she looks kind of like an ordinary woman but there's long 
dark red hair covering her face. If you're imagining the girl from the ring, you're in the right area at ballpark. Okay. Where, where, what are the scissors attached to? So, no, this is what Lux looks like. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. sorry. We've sorry. had to jump back in time. So jumping back in time a moment, you get creepy girl from the ring um, is what happens uh, with... Uh, gosh, uh, let me just fire, uh, take a moment to think about what uh, her effective weapons would be. I'm going to say with a pair of uh, long chains coming from her arms, uh, just wrapped around her arms. And you can't see her face. It's just covered in... uh, It's just the hair is just down in front of it. She's just... (laughs) All right, then. Oh, this is the worst one you've done. Mm. (laughs) And uh, this is a Mm. big one. Uh, I might regret this. It's just blood pooling at her feet. Her bare feet. She's oh, like I in a really nightgown and everything. Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's the worst. However, back to the moment. Lux has been waiting when... Yeah. Everyone roll initiative, please, as this she is cut uh, cut oh, in. I already rolled. I got Thank you. a 16. So 16 for Celestia. That's a one but lucky. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say no. So six for Corzum. Uh Scamp. And Twelve. roll separately for Lux, please. Oh, bloody hell. Okay, we just reopened that. Get the other page up and the dex is... Ooh, decent. 21. Ooh, okay. Oh, so, uh, 21 is Lux, so give me a moment. I think at this point it's just a sort of standing defend us. Yeah command until this point. Okay, and then I just need to check what the what order these come in. Okay, so that's last. Um, right. And they go... Oh, okay. Fine. Uh, Alright then. Let's do these. So, technically the first person to act is Lux, but... In this sort of, uh, in the moment where this happens, the uh, shear blade cuts through in, out of nowhere and then slices down with the sound of ripping fabric. And you see a whole, a, a slit cut in the world and open to some sort of dark forest filled with long uh, uh, pieces of fabric coming out of the trees. Hmm. And stepping out of that is uh, a figure. Tall. Horribly tall. Like a good 11 foot tall. Oh my god. (laughs) With a cloth mask and visible pointed teeth under it. Pale skin, overly long fingers, dressed in a fine sort of, almost like a like a tail coat uh, 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 type. Well, actually, closely, it would be more like a frock coat with a ruffed shirt uh, and long red trousers, uh, ending in buckled shoes at the base. Um, they, there is a tailor in one hand 
they have a long pair of shears. Um, they look like tailoring shears, but they're like kind of close, almost like, um, they're actually just, no, they're, they're just overly sized uh, tailoring shears. Not quite garden shear long, but long enough. To scale with an 11 foot person. Yeah. To scale with an 11 foot person, wickedly sharp as well. And um, also they have, uh, and they have in their other hand, what appears to be four spools of thread all coiled up. So, uh, that is as far as they get before Lux can act. So just to give you some perspective, you are all on the riverboat. The riverboat kind of cut, takes up the whole width of the uh, of the river, uh, river at this point. So you can essentially cross the river either side by going on the boat. The boat starts, and consequently, all... F- all of you start, I'm going to say, 40 feet from the tear in the world, in front of which the tailor is now standing. Uh, Lux is on the boat with you. Lux goes first. Uh, you can, Scamp, you can snap Lux a command, uh, I'm going to say, so that they can take their turn. I mean, Defenders seems to be. Like the standing order is enough. So enough is to defend us. Uh, In which case, Lux holds ready on the on on the barge, uh, swinging her arm chains. There is an action she could take that isn't doesn't require her to get into combat, which could be useful. Which is animate chains. I'm assuming there are four chains within sixty feet. Uh, This is a boat, so yes. Let's go. There's there's chains for stuff. So, okay, as she animates the chains, four uh, lengths of chain animate on the boat. Uh, Basically, because they're currently chained to the boat, if anything gets onto the boat that they can get within, uh, 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 if anything comes onto the boat or within, I think it's like 10 feet of the boat, uh, the chains can take an attack. You have. Do you have the details for the chain devil in front of you? Yeah, cool. the, the devil can use multi attack on its turn. Can use each animated chain to make an additional cool. so, attack. So on Lux's turn, they can make the they can make an attacks with that. Should anything come through, uh, they will. Yeah, animate chains is an action. So it's so yep. that's what they do. Uh, the, for their for their turn, and they will wait for the next one. The tailor acts next. The tailor grins wide and takes two actions uh, because it can cheat. Because it is a high, uh, it is a villain and can cheat. Huh. Uh, the <laughs> first thing it does is it actually. I'm going to say it's got six spools of thread in its hand. Two of them it flings into the air. The th- needles draw from the thread and immediately steal the currently filled mast uh, uh, this currently filled um, uh, sailcloth from the barge's mast rip it off the barge and uh, as the scissors fly up and animate on their own with terrifying speed cut sections out 
and sew together two giant cloth teddy bears. Which hit the ground. Uh, So the bears act on their own turn. The bears... I'm just checking the stats for where the bears start because they have their own specific actions. I can't uh, believe you have put the red-legged scissor man in D&D and yeah. this. Yes, I have. Uh, <laughs> the teddy bears are, I'm going to say, land in between you and the scissor man. So, uh, 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 so 20 feet away. And they are a pair of them. Uh, so bear one and bear two, respectively. I'm just going to say it because I just remembered. You can't do anything loud. You can't do anything gunshot loud. Okay. So gunshots specifically can be heard like half a mile away. About like a thunder oh. wave. Thunder wave loud. Uh, is loud, but 300 feet, 300 feet though. So it, okay, so 300 feet is close enough to realize that it is like a spell coming from the ground. In the distance, you might hear it, but it's the sort of sound where you might think, oh, is there a storm coming? Yeah. It's not like a specific gunshot yeah. sound. Cool. Gunshot sound, very recognizable. Cool. Good to know. Thunder wave does sound like thunder, though. Uh, that's the that's the limitation on that one. So, uh, okay, the two teddy bears, and by the way, these teddy bears are huge. Both of them are fifteen foot tall. Wow. Uh, and built like trolls. Uh, one, in fact, just to make it easier, one of them is a classical bear. And one of them uh, is a big, uh, somehow has acquired a bit of dye from the area around it, is a big uh, purple hippopotamus. Okay. So. I wish you all could have seen that today. Because I made Jason a purple hippopotamus a while ago because reasons. It's crocheted and it's on the little shelf. He looked around and went, it's a... Purple hippopotamus. (laughs) You're a purple hippopotamus and a classical teddy bear, uh, both of which have sewn into shape. (laughs) Um, Okay, so at that point, they hold, they hold. uh, I have a kind of irrelevant question. Are they like cute teddies? Oh, they're really cute. If they would be if they weren't the size of elephants. Okay. Um, and walking towards us. And lumbering towards you. Yeah. Um, so, Celestia, you it's your turn. You are essentially, like, within five to ten feet of all your companions. Mm-hmm. Because you're currently bunched up. Uh, there are You are 20 feet from the bears and uh, 40 feet from the uh, tailor. Tailor is causing bears. Um... I think um, I think I'm going to try and fling a confusion at the tailor in the hope that this might be concentration or he might be controlling it from what he can see or whatever yes sorry I just realised there is is another thing that happens one last thing which I absolutely forgot Uh, the other force balls he throws and land on the ground Hmm. they uh, pop into existence at points uh, they're 40 feet away 30 feet away and spread out a little bit and 10 feet away and spread out a bit so essentially creating like a little diamond pattern ahead of the tailor Okay. and they the spools just unwind <laughs> into uh, 
just thread. Just thread, just like spinning around in the air. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll get those as well, just in case they're conscious. Go for it. <laughs> but if, I guess if they're not, it just won't do anything. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I look at the rainbow spirit, sort of bring it towards my mouth, <gasps> breathe in, <laughs> and then blow it towards... Uh, blow it towards the tail and I'm going to cast Confusion. So it's a 20 foot cube, right? Um, 10 foot radius sphere. 10 foot so radius close. sphere. Okay, so you can get the, to get the tailor. Oh, and you're focused on the tailor. This? Oh, okay. If this the tailor's could... at the back and yeah. they're, in front, they're in front, I will get it to use him as the back. And yep, like... that's fine. Which means it does... I'm just checking whether it hits... Anything behind the tailor on Can the I other side? Can I see anything behind the tailor? Uh, roll a quick perception check. Because I mean that's like, yeah, yeah, that will that's my decision. No, it's a ten. Ten, you can see a glimpse of what looks like a flank of some sort of creature. Yeah, um, I'm gonna centre it on the tailor. <laughs> okay, centering on the tailor. It doesn't hit the bears, but the tailor does have to save. It wouldn't uh, hit the bears anyway, would it? Uh, it would hit the bears if you put it between the two of them and like because they're just about 20 feet apart from each other it's like a 10 foot radius oh I don't want it on the bears I want it on the tailor because he's controlling the bears centering on the tailor uh, let's roll for the tailor okay so this is uh, wisdom right yes makes it Uh, although your DC is 18 yeah Uh, scamp technically you can try and fuck with this how close does it feel? Does it feel... Uh, it's... Even odds? Worth it. Yeah, well, you can't see how much stuff I've spent already. Uh, but yeah, I will try. I'll use that reaction. Oh, that's a oh, four! Amazing. Okay, the tailor is confused for this round. Uh, so, tailor is confused. And now i got to ride, roll for the other things. Okay, they make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of them makes it. Let's just check the other things. Okay, one of them technically fails that. So you feel something else take. Something else over there. I can feel it with my spell. Uh, so two I subjects are confused. People. Oh, good. Uh, all right. No, uh, anything else you want to do on your turn? To uh, are you happy on the boat or do you want to move? <laughs> Um, I'm happy on the boat for now. I think... Uh, oof. Which I think is helpful to give inspiration right now. Um, I'm going to give cause an inspiration. Okay. okay. So you just see her like, do a little Sounds salute good. up the mast. A little flick of rainbow comes off the end of her hand like paint. You feel inspired. Yes, cause you are 30 feet up on the mast. Uh, okay, so... <sighs> Next up are the bears. Uh, bears are going to choose their targets randomly. So... One, two, three. Okay, they both go for... Uh, well, one of them has gone for Scamp. They don't have the space to go for the other. So I'm going to re-roll between Celestial... Okay. One of them is going for scamp. One of them is going f- is going to try and knock down the mast and get to cause it. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, just like s- smash it. Yep. As the pair of uh, of teddy bears just 
burst into a run and charge. Uh, so, first of all, needs to make an attack against uh, whew, against um, Scamp. Yeah, it's a 22. Scamp, you yeah. are kicked in the face by a teddy by a giant teddy bear foot that despite the fact that you know this is probably not filled with anything feels like getting kicked by a sack of rocks roll a strength save <laughs> oh natural yes. 20 so that's a 19 okay you are not knocked prone and it does not get to make an additional attack against you nice. uh, you you do still take uh 18 points of bludgeoning damage from being kicked by something uh, uh, the size of an elephant. Cool. My concentration is fine. Cool. Uh, in. We were going after you. Okay. Make an attack against the mast because that's going to be relevant. I mean, mast AC is not high, so that does hit the mast. Um, smashes the mast uh, and does... The mast is not thick on this, so let's see if it if it beats the. Oh, with the plus, that is enough to beat the hit points. Damn it! With a crack, you feel the mast swing uh, be, drop. Uh, roll a d8 for me. I want to find out what direction the mast drops in. D8, right? Mm -hmm. That's a five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Uh, uh, with a creaking. The mast uh, falls backwards, uh, ready to tip you into the water behind the boat. I need you to make a deck save, please. Okay, deck save. You got inspiration if you need it. Uh, I may be okay. That's a 25. 25. Uh, do you want to <laughs> leap onto the boat or the bank? Uh, onto the boat. Okay. <laughs> you land uh, without taking any damage or falling prone onto the back uh, onto the very back end of the boat so you're, you're like 25 feet back from where you were before which puts you uh, conveniently 25 feet from uh, the teddy bear okay I'm going to yell at the captain keep her steady I'll deal with this it's captain uh, <laughs> captain Tom is like right oh Mr. Chicken <laughs> um god yeah you're right next to captain Talbot cool thank you uh, that's sort of where I had in my head I was going to end up. Yep, no, that's exactly where you end up. Uh, okay, Scamp is next. Uh, there is a uh, giant but... teddy bear directly over you, and next to you is a giant purple hippopotamus. Uh, 40 feet away is the tailor, uh, who is currently blinking in a little, somewhat confused manner. <laughs> There's also these whirling spools of thread around in between. Okay, I will. Oh, where's my spell? I'm getting closer. It's kind of a bit of problem. Um, I've got a twin a command. Okay. Ooh. Let's see if it works on these teddy bears. I just say, um, flee. Cool. Uh, what's the is wisdom? Uh, it is. It's wisdom, isn't it? Yeah. Wisdom, yes. Uh, okay, one rolled a two, one rolled a natural 20. So the bear uh, kind of 
looks as if it's about to <laughs> flee on its, on its turn. turn. So the bear will flee on its turn. Uh, the hippo barely seems cognizant of your command. Hippo don't care. No. Yeah. Lurpak the purple hippopotamus don't give a shit. Lurpak <laughs> just wants some scones. Um, and also to beat Corson into a, into a bloody pulp. That's Jason about Lurpak. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up they delay, uh, they delay action. Cause it. Oh dear. Uh, you are currently at the back end of the boat, uh, which means reminds me I need to actually roll something. Okay. Okay, something does take an action before you. Ah. Uh, and I just needed to check that. Corzin, you notice something um, a little weird. The boat, the, the like the actual uh, wooden boards beneath your feet. As you sk- as you land and gather yourself, seem a little weirdly spongy. Oh, they your feet sink a little into them, like you're walking on thick fudge. Uh, and there's a moment where you, where you just go, "What the hell?" And at that point, lurching up from underneath the boat where it has been clinging, <laughs> the mass of mouths and eyes. Oh no. Uh, ch- uh, 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 scrambles up and you can hear uh, just that and now you can hear in your head would you pass me that no no not that just this constant gibbering okay uh, <laughs> the first thing it does is because it's attacking from hiding with uh, is it uh, actually it's attacking from hiding so it can use uh, so it can just make an attack straight away Three of its mouths lurch up and bite into Captain uh, Talbot. Oh no. Uh, Captain Talbot, meanwhile, fucking hell, takes mm, 20 hit points of damage, which is enough to reduce him to zero and therefore enough to kill him. Um, The uh, uh, Talbot is pull uh, as he's bitten by good let's out a ah, oh no, ah! and the whole thing just envelops him and pulls him into it and as the scream and the screaming joins the echoes in your mind as you see captain talbot's mouth join the mass oh, and his terrible. two eyes float away into the incoherent mass of the gibbering mouther uh well that's fucking terrifying <laughs> and then as a free action it's going to try uh it's going to sp- Bit uh, some sort of acidic ups- a substance right at your eyes, mm. just in a spray. So uh, roll a dex save, please. Dex save. Okay, that's another twenty-five. Ah, you pull out of the way in time to avoid the acid spraying into your eyes and temporarily blinding you. Good. Uh, I mean that'd be a yeah. lot of eyes. <laughs> it's now your turn, so I need you to do. Two things, please. Yep. Uh, I need you to make a strength save. Okay. And then I need you to make a wisdom save. Okay, I'm going to add the uh, inspiration to that strength save. Yay. Uh, okay, so... Uh, that is dirty 20. Okay. The inspiration made it. I, I rolled you a are nine. able to 
Uh, as the gibbering mouther clambers up onto the deck, the deck itself Scott's just gets spongy and inconsistent in its texture, like it's warping the reality around it. It almost pulls your uh, your feet into the deck up to the ankle, but you pull away. Now the wisdom save, please, as the gibbering fills your mind. Wisdom save. Damn it. Okay, yeah, that's a six. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Roll a d8, please. Four. Calls in, uh, reaches up, grabs his own skull, and just starts making incoherent noises like the creature did. Yeah. Uh, that is not good. Yes. Whew, I didn't expect you to fail that save. No, uh, I didn't either. But yeah, six is a six. Yeah. Nope. Uh, and Scamp has already used up their ability to bend fate this turn. Yeah. Okay. Which brings us to the Nightmare's turn. The rift flings open and charging out of it is a is a jet black horse with a mane and tail of fire. You've seen one of these before. And riding atop this nightmare are, is a headless horseman. Oh. Okay, well that's um, new. Carrying, uh, just, uh, it seems to be got, dressed like, like a knight of olden times. Uh, but they have a, actually no, not even a knight of olden times, sorry. They are dressed kind of like in a chin. They have no head. It's just like smooth flesh where the neck is. And they are wielding in a chin style glaive. Hmm. Uh, As they ride out, uh, there are also two little creatures that look kind of like that one thing you saw in that market in in uh, in Inyan that w- that had that was able to tell you about Bre- uh, the luck blade mm-hmm. uh like a, 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 a like almost kind of like Jeffrey but like twisted and uh flaming and carrying two long and each carrying a long whip made of fire I'm just imagining salacious crumb from Star Wars here the little monkey yeah. lizard thing <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so they're gonna. Uh, so, so uh, that they are all riding the nightmare. The nightmare <laughs> charges up to. Uh, honestly, at this point, it's based on the. Uh, it's based on the will of the headless horseman. The headless horseman will pick whoever they judge to be the most. Uh, whoever they judge to be the greatest threat. Which unfortunately would normally be Corzin, but Corzin is gibbering like a maniac right now. Uh, which makes uh, even odds. Okay, Celestia. I think that means. There is a chain devil there. Uh, chain devil goes at the very start of the round. They use their their first action is literally to summon the extra chains. Oh no, I meant that, in terms they of are a threat. threat though. Sorry. I meant in terms of threat. Oh, chain devil's there. You're right. I th- I think that's scarier than yeah. Me. No, I mean, no. Uh, it seems it turns turns their glaive. If at I you. am the scariest thing yeah. there, that's fine. No, though, turns but. the glaive at you, and then you're right. Sees the fucking ring girl, g- uh, quietly <laughs> giggling to herself. Uh, 
yells out, or would yell out. You see the chest like move as if it's yelling out, but there's mm-hmm. no sound. A challenge and charges. Okay, so uh, the glaive has ten foot reach. So they actually. So the so what the nightmare does is it bounds through the air in flight, just leaps through the air up to you. Uh, to within 10 feet of Celestia, Scamp, and Ringu, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, Lux, uh, and the horseman is going to make a glaive attack. Uh, so, which it can do from 10 feet away, and thus without... Oh, what's the reach? What's... That's a good point. What's uh, what's Lux's reach? Is it 10 feet? Lux yeah. can make an opportunity attack in a moment. Yes. Uh, but wait on this. Okay, that's a 24 to hit. Uh, so Lux takes, uh, 11 damage, slash, 11 uh, slashing damage from the glaive and make a con save. I'm guessing it's a magical weapon. It is a magic, uh, it is for the purposes of this, it is a magical weapon, or at least this creature is magical enough for this to count, uh, because it definitely has a magical effect. Please roll a con save. Okay, is it... Is it, so it's a, this is a magical effect that I'm yes, saving against because I get do. advantage on those. Uh, dirty 20. Cool. The wound does not continue to bleed. Just slashes uh, and they take uh, the 11 damage I mentioned before. Uh, the two fire imps are going to both take a, a whip crack at Celestia and Scamp. <laughs> Uh, so with their scourges Uh, so one whip against each and these are flaming whips Uh, so against Celestia that's an 18 yeah this is sorry these are your nightmares and a 12 against Scamp 12 hits Uh, we've got to do something about my AC I roll with disadvantage because fire and like yeah it's literally a flaming whip double trigger yay (laughs) so yeah, I free, freeze up for a minute there. Okay. Are you resistant, uh, Celestia? Are you resistant to fire damage no. in any way? Cool. Then you take uh, a total of 11 points of damage from being whipped and being uh, and the flame. Mm-hmm. Uh, scamp. And yeah, you see her like lock up rather yeah. than do anything helpful uh, while that's happening. You take four slashing damage and one fire damage because you can't reduce it. Okay. Halving it does just makes it one. You still take a single point. Sorry, how many points of fire damage was that? My maths Eleven total memory has failed. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, cool. My concentration is fine. Yep. And at that point, the, the nightmare bounds away, so uh, Lux can take an attack of opportunity against really any of these creatures with her chains. Um, yeah, my try and grapple it if that's okay go for it uh which cre- what creature are you trying to grapple the horse okay that's leaving isn't it uh i think that's uh just remind me is that a, a function of its attack or is it just a grapple a normal grapple attack um if it hits it immediately oh, grapples hmm. so make an attack roll <laughs> that's a lot uh 26 yeah. to hit yes uh Roll damage. Ten damage. Okay. So the nightmare takes ten points of damage and the chain wraps around its neck. (laughs) Trapping it in place. Uh, 
Okay, it's going to... Because the Nightmare goes last, it gets to choose what to... Uh, it's action. So it is going... Uh, so... Uh, it is going to use its Firewalk ability. Mm. The Nightmare and all three creatures turn into flames. <laughs> and it's... And because flames can pass through chains... It it leaps into the air, bounds away, and seems to and the and the flames become like just like heat hazes, so it's almost invisible. So that it has it is it it moves away for this round, but for the moment it's very hard to see. It's functionally invisible, as are its riders while it's on them. This is an ability the nightmare has. Uh, so unfortunately, you do the damage. But it doesn't entangle the nightmare. Uh, the good news is it can only do that. It can only uh, turn into and out of fire once around. So next round it has to stay in uh, corporeal. Top of the round, it's Lux. Uh, Lux is Lux and Lux's chains are immediately in range of two teddy bears. And the gibbering mouth is too far away. Isn't oh it? The, no, the gibbering mouther is within range of I'm going to say one of the chains. Okay, I mean it feels like it might be worth attacking that. Mm -hmm. That is a problem. Yes, please. Um, how far away is the thing? Um, is the it? The uh, the gibbering, uh, the gibbering mouther? mouther is twenty feet away because it's by cause, but it's within the re reach of one of the of the chains because the chains are scattered. I'm just through thinking about the unnerving mask, whether it's worth trying. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I scare the horrible mass of mouths and arms? <laughs> I mean, if you can do it. I mean, hell, it sounds fun. Yeah. You get a reaction at the beginning of um, your turn, don't you? Or do you get it back, you get it at, the back at the end of your, end turn? Of your turn? Okay, so I don't have my reaction this uh, turn, so I can't do it this turn. Yeah, is it the is it because it uses a reaction? No, you get it back at the start of your turn because you can react to because otherwise you wouldn't be able to like there's there's specific things you get it, you get your reaction back at the start of your turn, so you do have your reaction. Okay, <laughs> I want to do it because it's funny. It might be a waste of a reaction, but can you try the unnerving mask on the gibbering mouth. Sure, Lux turns to the gibbering mouth. <laughs> parts their hair. None of you see this, but the gibbering mother needs to make a wisdom set. <laughs> Which it soundly fails. Yes. All of the mouths, for the first time, you hear the mouths make a sound, and it's just screaming. Oh no. Horrified, you, uh, but still kind of incoherent oh, and like bobbled up screaming. Uh, it's the kind of screaming that blends into the chaos of the, of the, for uh, of the nightmare forest as a whole, though. So like, Probably not drawing too much more attention than usual. <laughs> uh, it is now frightened. Uh, one of the chains will take an attack against it. It get the chain will get dis will get advantage because it's frightened. Uh, no, it has right? disadvantage on attacks because it is frightened. Okay, it's not that you get no. advantage against it while it's frightened. Other way around. Okay, I'll just attack. That's loads to hit, though. That's a dirty 20. Uh, yep, that hits. Roll damage. Um, 10 damage. Nice. 
uh, the ch- uh, and it, uh, what's the uh, and there's a chance of it it, it automatically grapples um, the each chain can also grapple okay yeah it could use what is animated chain to make one of that uh, it then can't attack again yeah, uh, yeah if it is grappling so do you want to grapple or do you want to just hit um, but it will take damage from being grappled by the chain oh because it stop it becomes restrained and takes attack automatically cool yeah all right well it's gonna do that then so uh, if you want. Uh, then I've got loads of attacks. Yeah, so, so up to you. What do you want? Uh, with the, with... I have got another five attacks <laughs> in <laughs> theory because I get a multi-attack and then three more chains. Okay, go for cool. it. Uh, those can nice. attack the bears. They're not, uh, only one chain is in reach of the mallet. One of the bears is about to do nothing, though, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's about to flee. And you... So can I attack the one that isn't yep, about Yeah, you to can flee? do all the attacks on that bear, which is the hippo. Um... If I do, I've got to do. Do they? If you're restrained, you the creatures get advantage against you. Yes, that, you get an advantage on. So I will do attacks. one, and then if it hits, I'll roll the rest with advantage. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that is a dirty twenty to hit. Yeah, that hits the, the that, that hits the hippo. So okay, the hippo I'll is roll. Uh, is struck, damaged, and restrained. Uh, so roll um, the attacks, then roll the damage. Eighteen to eighteen hits. to hit. Second chain connects. Um, oh, not good. Um, thirteen to hit. Uh, thirteen connects. This thing is not hard to hit. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, more than that to hit. Eighteen. What's <laughs> a hit. fourth chain on it now? And one more. Loads. Uh, Twenty. Roll the damage hit. for all of them, please. And just oh, tell me the total. Um, okay. This was a good use of seventh level that spells. Was... Yeah, it really was. <laughs> Alright. If I lose concentration, though, it's going to become a problem. Such um, problem. So that was 12, um, 24. Ah, oh, double six is hello. Um, 26, 30. 44. There was one more, yep. isn't there? 44, 48, 51, 55. Fucking 55 hell. damage. damage. The ch- uh, they tear into the hippo. And I'm going to say just tear it limb from floppy limb. <laughs> Sundering it. Let's no. never fight a chain devil. Yeah, just completely shattering it into pieces. Uh, as soon as the pieces are pulled off, they just go flat and become cloth. Oh, uh, and yeah, I feel really so bad. You, I love okay, Lurpak so much. You tear Lurpak the Purple Hippopotamus uh, uh, doll to shreds. <laughs> that bear is now gone. That teddy is no more. Uh, which I th- does Lux want to? Lux is following their command to defend, so they're going to stay in place. They have to. Stay, they're going to stay near yeah, you. Yeah, Scamp's not said anything uh, else yet. So that makes it. The tailors go. Uh, start of the round. Well, let's let's roll this. Okay, the tailor is going to. Uh, I gave it this ability just in case. Uh, the tailor at least is going to use. Oh shit! I forgot that one of the one of the creep the one of the imps is confused. I uh, sorry. I roll. I retroactively rolled for a roll. It got act normally. So. Oh. Um, but we'll remember it next time. Next time. Thank you. 
Uh, the tailor is going to sacrifice its action, so it can't attack this turn, mm -hmm. uh, to uh, to use its... Uh, what's the word I use? Yeah. To use cut through... Cut the threads of magic and break a single enchantment on itself. Uh-huh. So it cuts out through the confusion. So it's gone. Uh, it's then going to... Uh, uh, grinning as it shakes off the confusion, it strides forward uh, until it is... Oh... 15 feet from the boat, so just out of reach of um, <laughs> Lux's chains. But as it goes, it's going to extend its hands, pick up two of the spools of thread, and bring them closer, dropping them on the ground near it. So it is now surrounded by all four spinning spools of thread. It extends its scissors, uh, holds the, scissors, the shears in one hand, and the other extends and makes a beckoning motion with its fingers that has no immediate effect although you do notice that there is thread in that hand uh okay so the next person to act next person to act is celestia okay so there's a lot in front of me right now isn't yeah there? so right now there is uh one bear that is like wobbling in terror Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, teddy bear wobbling in terror. 15 feet from you, there is the tailor and four spinning spools of thread. And somewhere around, but it's hard to see because it went invisible, there's a nightmare being ridden by a headless horseman and two fire imps, one of which is confused. If I go up to the edge of the boat, I could get all of them and no friends in a 60-foot cone, right? Yep. Uh, yes, uh... You need to give me a perception check to make your best guess as to where the horse ended up. To, yeah. If you want to get in, get in the cone. I, I wouldn't mind, yeah. Um, oh my god, this dice loves fives. It's ten. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you think you know where it aimed. Uh, it would be at the back end of your of your of of that cone, so you've got a good chance of hitting it. Okay. I will ask you to roll a percentile die to whether or not you hit the horse and okay. its riders. Is it worth pulling some big shit, gang? I think to get these things off our back, yes. Yeah, things are really quite scary, aren't they? Also, no, actually, roleplay-wise, Celestia has just frozen in terror and is horrified. Yep. Comes out of the freeze, does panic breathing, the rainbow spirit comes around her like a cloak, and I think she panics and does something really, really big, mm. actually, as like a yep. lash-out defense <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So... Basically, what happens is the rainbow spirit comes around like a cloak and um, comes out into long tendrils. I have the spell, don't worry. Um, and separates into lots of separate pieces. And those as one with a little musical note for each one because it's Celestia. Um, a dramatic musical note. It's like <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, more like a dun, 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 dun like yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah. The soundtrack, exactly. Yes. Um, they dart forwards, and each person that it hits, a different colour happens. Um, and I'm going to cast Prismatic Spray, which oh, I haven't wow. done before. All right, I need you okay. to, first of all, roll, Magical me, secrets, yay. roll me the percentile check to see if you hit <laughs> the Nightmare and its riders. Yes. Uh, uh, do hit the, the bear and the tailor regardless. Of course yeah. you took that spell. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, I could literally have like the power of gay, like as if I wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is a fifteen. Okay. Uh, in which case, to start with, roll for the tailor, please. Okay, I need a d8. Where are the d8s? Uh, it does get advantage on this save. Why am magic. I looking at a pile of dice and can't see any d8s? There we go. This is why I have to separate mine um, yeah, out. Yeah, it's a deck save for all of them. They do yes. still take damage, though. Yes. Um, so, the tailor, he gets a three, so that's yellow. So it's 10d6 lightning. Okay, 17, it fa- just fails that save, so it takes the full 10d6 lightning. Oh god, Please, hang on, one. I need 10d6, I didn't prepare, I should have done. Do you want, do you want some d6s? Oh, no, I've got loads, got, okay. five, six, seven. Um, <laughs> I have a dice rolling app eight, if you want to use it, because you're going to have to roll, might have to roll a few 10 d Nine, ten. Um, cool. I'll do one and see how terrible it is. Yes, and if it's I terrible, like I'll hand you the Because I like big handfuls of dice, it's fun. It is so satisfying. Um... So that welcome to Water Fireball. It's a fucking decent roll, actually. Um, so yes. ten, fifteen, um, nineteen, twenty, um, thirty-two, forty-four, forty-seven, forty-seven. Oh, that is nice. A bright yellow, um, sh- a bright yellow strike of. Uh, of lightning just uh, 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 splashes out as part of the spray and just carves through the tailor's chest yeah. uh, and out the other side. They take Crackles up through the as well. No, no, through it. There's a hole. Ooh. Clicks its neck and threads start filling in the hole. Oh, I hate this. Mm. It looks a little weak. It looks... Oh, I really hate this. Uh, I would say that it looks moderately wounded by this but it's taking some time to refill it but it's not dead mm-hmm. okay bear 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 takes um, f- full damage so that is uh, on that one the blue stripe is the brightest and it takes 10d6 cold okay if you want to use possibly up to you I like rolling big dice if I get bored I'll stop I promise <laughs> <laughs> so four uh, ten as the Blu-ray strikes it, um, it is able to play high-definition DVDs. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, fit, uh, it sections 42. of the cloth free, free solid. 42. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it begins to move <laughs> crackingly uh, with a very sort of lilting, unstable gait. Uh, it looks like the cold has not done good things to the cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you'd say it goes as far as to say it looks kind of seriously injured by this okay uh for the nightmare ah yay that's exciting you had a 20 percent chance of hitting and Ooh, you rolled less than 20 i got a, a good one so um it gets hit by two colors because i rolled yes! an eight. Oh, yes! roll so twice i'm gonna roll twice um so the first one is a one which is 10d6 fire which celestia doesn't normally Don't have roll it. Don't roll it? Okay. The fire blasts into it and has no effect. Okay, oh, no. it's immune to fire. It's a horse mode of fire. Don't use fire on the horse. <laughs> Just goes through it, has no effect at all. I remember from well, last time, it's cons- luckily, it's made we have two, so let's hope we don't roll double ones. Oh my god, it's double ones, kill me. Oh god. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I'm no. sorry. The two sad. red, two red flay, uh, red uh, beams strike it, <laughs> but a series of other beams do strike its riders. Okay, so I will. It does roll have some riders them. Um, so green, which is poison. Ooh. Okay, so I want you to. Uh, so this is it. Quite important. Let me just check. Uh, roll a d6 and tell me what you get. I can't. I'm adding up. Mm. Cool. It's fine. <laughs> Nine. Um, so that damage is 34, and you wanted another d6, yeah? Uh, yes, please. Three. Okay. One of the imps is immediately... Uh, uh, you see it pop into existence as it keels over dead, hits the ground, and seems to break apart. Uh, most of it seems to just turn into like small motes of like and wisps and thread and filter back into the uh, into the um, port open portal but some of it turns into like a vaguely organic sludge yeah um Gross. roll a d3 well, uh, roll, i just want to find out which your next one hits four cool this hits the other imp okay so i get to roll for that yep. sorry spell takes ages it's fascinating mm. um i love it it's another green <laughs> no more poison okay roll uh so that is um 10 16 19 uh 21 23 27 uh 31 37 um 41 the second nice. imp ah, strict uh, goes straight falls to the ground <laughs> disintegrates leaving a slight sludge as other as a mixture of uh, moats and thread flow back into the portal uh also the two blazing whips are still on the ground those don't go with them okay so those appear to be at least some degree of real and if you were so inclined to go 60 feet away you could go and pick them up if you really wanted blazing whips come on can you imagine this (laughs) uh but you know they're there Mm -hmm. okay so uh final one is for the headless horseman yay I'm so oh, glad no, you rolled four. That. All the poison. Okay, so this one green strikes well. in the uh, chest. Uh, you, you, feel it's, you see it strike something, nothing happens. Not poison on the horseman. Yeah. Horseman's immune to poison. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like she has some sense of what damage yeah. they're all doing. Yeah. It's all a bit random, sorry. How... <laughs> it's alright, there were some... Are you apologising to me for random magical effects? <laughs> oh yeah, I feel better. <laughs> okay, so the so the two fire imps are solidly out of the fight. The uh, the hippo is out. The bear is not out, but is very seriously damaged. Bugger about the nightmare. Could have done with some yeah. damage to that. But the, it looks like the ho- it looks like the 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 horse, headless horseman and his rider are That's still in the fight. That's a fun spell, isn't it? It is. Oh, that is. is such a fun spell. I love it. Okay. Uh, Power of gay compels you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, is anyone injured? Before I finish my turn, anyone injured? Anyone struggling? Not, no. not badly. Um, okay. I'm actually um, taking damage yet. I'm just gibbering. <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just concentrating really Tell hard. Mostly. I might. Uh, you, you can use inspiration on concentration checks, can't you? I can. I'm gonna 
look up at Scamp and go, fucking yeah, magical random effects. Yeah, magic random friends. <laughs> <laughs> you get inspiration from that. That was inspiring. Thank you. Tell me at any point if any of you take damage that would drop you to zero, please. Okay. okay. Thank you. Just okay. a thing I need to, I'm aware of that I need to, to know. Okay, so that's Celestia's go. Uh, the teddy bear turns, <laughs> lumbers uh, as its its full movement away. Uh, is it compelled to dash? I think um, it's just. I think it, it does nothing. It just does nothing. Then it with runs forty feet away. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, two, but not back through the portal. I'm going to say. Uh, okay, it's also very, very like covered in ice and stuff. It's not doing. It's not doing well. Scamp on your turn, at the start of your turn, the tailor flashes uh, a hand at you. It has in its hand just a, a pattern of threads, a cat's cradle. Roll a wisdom save. Oh no! Ooh. I'm gonna tide this. Good idea. Thank mm. <laughs> you. Okay. You also have inspiration oh, no. if you need it. I have inspiration. That's a detail. Yeah. Okay, that's not going to be oh, enough. Shit. That's a sixteen. <laughs> What's that? 16. Sixteen is enough. Oh. This is not a oh, fantasy. Okay. Uh, you feel just an in incoherent, inexplainable terror fill your mind and shut it down. Just nope. something about the pattern of threads seems to cut straight to your fear centers, but you you glue your feet to the uh, to the deck rather than just like try diving into the water okay you can act normally on your turn okay I can't see easily the horseman can I no the horseman is functionally invisible as is the horse. Oh, I mean, you know that. I guess you know their current location because, too uh, broadly speaking, because two, there are two dead imp, uh, well, piles of, of decaying imp. <laughs> I'm not going to risk yeah, it you... because I don't think it will go well. Um, I'm going to use an eldritch blast and send two after the fleeing teddy bear and see if we can get rid of that and one at the tailor. Okay, roll your attacks. I just realised I was... Uh, the two for the teddy bear, lowest is an 18. Yeah, both hit. I just realised I was totally going to uh, guard some wards this fucking boat, wasn't I? I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> uh, it's nine force damage against the bear. Not quite enough to drop it, uh, but... <sighs> Boo! And 26 to hit the... Does hit the tailor. <laughs> and 10 damage to the tailor. Okay. Keeping a note of that. Yeah. The tailor is. Hmm. That's enough that the tailor is starting to look quite seriously injured now as it blasts another hole in him, which starts to slowly stitch back up. But he's looking a bit unsteady, a bit drained from this. I'm going to quicken another one, another Eldritch Blast. Okay. And said one against the bear and two against the tailor. Go for it. I would like the bear to go away. <laughs> That's a 12 to hit the bear. Okay. Uh, 12, 12 just guessing. hits the bear. Oh. Um, 
That's a whole two force damage. I rolled two on both dice for that. that. That's again, terrible. not quite enough. It clips the bear, but it's not enough to take it out entirely. Oh, for pity's sake. <sighs> but I already said I was sending the others against the tailor. Okay. Uh, lowest is an 18 to hit the tailor. Does hit. Does 18 hit? Does hit. 18 does hit. Lovely. The other one was a 29. Where's the other D10 gone? There it is. And 12 force damage against the tailor. Okay. The more of his threads is starting to come undone. He's fraying at the edges. Uh, he's looking. It's possibly another good few a couple of hits might take him down, but you're out of time. Yeah. I'm going to move a little bit away from the horrible mouthy thing. Yeah, you, you can get another 10 feet. <laughs> you can get up to 20 feet further along the boat if you really want to in the mid midsection, so... I don't want to. Well, yeah, I don't want to be too far from everyone else. I don't want to be too close to everyone, but I don't want to be near the mouthy thing. Okay, uh, you it's not fun. Scramble, you scramble away from the mouthy thing. So uh, just a, just another ten feet or so. Okay, uh, the horrifying mouth uh, uh, eye mouth monster thing is going to take its turn now. So it is frightened. Oh, it takes some damage because it's restrained. It is restrained. Yes, it takes damage at the start of its turn. Roll damage. Uh, eight piercing. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'll make note that down. I say, would you... It's... Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's not... Like, it's starting to look a bit injured, but it's hard to tell. Its form is so amorphous. In fact, because... It's, it's a mushy mouth <laughs> thing. Given that its form is so amorphous... Just checking. Okay. Uh, you're now 30 feet from it, so it's out of range of that. Uh, yeah, it is afraid, and this thing acts mostly on instinct. So it's afraid until the end of its round, of its turn. So I guess it will take, use, uh, is it consumed by feeding or by... I think this thing is still consumed by feeding, despite the fear. It won't get any closer to Lux, but Lux isn't right here, so it doesn't need to run. It's restrained, it can't, can't move. move. Oh, it doesn't. It's just whether it tries to use an action to break free. Uh, okay. It's going to attack Corson. Okay. Corson is not restrained, but is babbling incoherently. Yeah, that natural three ain't doing much. Nope. Uh, and neither is sort that like twelve. It just like <laughs> it, it, it sort of moves its mouths close to Corzin, but the chains are restraining it from getting close enough. Like with this, does, does Corzin have his um, faculties, or is he completely out of it? Uh, you are until the start of your round uh, out of it because you're just channeling the mouthers gibbering. Right. Okay. That's what that's what the wisdom failed wisdom save was. Figured. Uh, okay. So. Uh, that, however, does make it the start of Corson's turn. So, uh, strength save first, please. Strength save, okay. Uh, that is a 24. Yep, you avoid being sucked into the weirdly malleable deck. <laughs> and uh, roll a wisdom save as well, please. Wisdom. Oh, oh. Okay, that's a little bit better. That's... Uh... It's an 11. 
That's enough. You can act normally. You shake cool. off the maddening psychic ge- uh, uh, gibbering. Okay, so bonus action then. Not a high save, you're um, right. Ugh. I am going to uh, mark it with Slayer's Prey. Okay. Um, which also gives me supernatural defense if it tries to make me roll that again. Yep. Uh, so, and I'm going to just try and slice and dice this thing. Yeah, okay, tear into it, by all means. Okay, so, first one with Riptide. That is a 28 to hit. It hits. Okay, so that's uh, 10 plus oh, another 1 for the uh, Slayer's Prey damage. Second attack. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. Yep. <laughs> so that is another 10 slashing damage with a further yep. uh, 3. I've done the... Um, it, uh, the, the mouths turn it? from gibbering to screaming and like the screaming in terror lulled from it and then continues and now it's actively trying to get away from you through the chains. <laughs> that was your last mistake! <laughs> Right, I don't think there is anything else I can do this round. Not this round. Uh, do you want to move? Uh, can I can I move away from it without provoking an opportunity attack? Uh, no, it will get an attack of opportunity. Uh, All right, opportunity then. In which attack. case, like, is it sort of up against the gunnel? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Right, then I'm it's just like technically like the gunnel is like bending down below it. It's morphing the space around. Oh it god, yeah. Way. Okay, well, I'm I'm just gonna uh, hold my position then. Yeah. It's where it's where Captain uh, Talbot was. The the late uh, Captain Talbot. Arguably, maybe some of him still is. Oh God. <laughs> so you, uh, let's Captain your t- Talbot. Yes. There's not much we can do oh, for no. him now. There's no, not. he's dead in one shot. We can't. The nightmare. Can't get the- flares back yeah. into existence as it midway through in midway through its leap as it returns to the new strongest opponent. Which definitely is Celestia after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, lands within 10 feet of you uh, and is going to char. Uh, and the, head, uh, the headless horseman is going to just try and slash you. Uh, with the great. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to do it. That is a 23 to hit with the glory. Oh, yeah. So uh, I need you to make a con save, please. I'm so good at con. So good. Natural 20. Nice. Okay, oh. you do not require an ever-bleeding wound. Um, that is such a problem, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, you do take five points. You, you only take five points of slashing damage. Most of the damage is from the ever-bleeding wound. Uh, it then leaps... Uh, the, the nightmare then attempts to bound away, provoking another opportunity attack from Lux, if they so wish. Um, Lux used the, Use the reaction, reaction to do the fear Dragon? thing. Uh, it, the glaive has ten foot reach. Oh, okay. This is like cool, its cool, whole cool. thing is it, ga- it bounds close enough, swipes, bounds away. So that what is a glaive? I don't actually. It's know. basically a, a it's basically a, a, a long like a sword blade on the end of a long spear. Yeah. Knife on a stick. Knife on a stick, basically, <laughs> which is what all spears are. Curve knife, knife on a stick, stick is yeah, curve, Lara sword Croft's and a stick. best weapon, and I will hear nothing yeah. against it. <laughs> Literally, it's a it's it's a great historical weapon for a reason. Yeah. Because it's you can hit them and they can't immediately oh, hit you back. Knife yeah. on a stick. <laughs> but yeah, it slashes you with the knife on a stick, but you don't take an ever bleeding wound from the magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, about that. 
Uh, it can only make one at yeah. It can only multi attack if it gets close. If it gets closer, which is not going to try, so it bounds away. Um, so it ends up. This thing can fly how much per round? Okay, it comes. It ends up thirty feet away because it can do ninety foot total flight in a round. So I'm going to say it ends up ten feet from the portal now. Is mm. the nightmare, which brings us to Lux. Cool. The tailor is surrounded by... By spools. With threads, yeah. Like, how far out do they go from the tailor? Ten feet. So, with ten feet reach, Lux wouldn't have to get into those? No, with ten feet reach, uh, the, the, with ten feet reach, you would, uh, she would just be in reach of them. Uh, we don't know what they do yet. No. Mm. Uh, how many chains can reach Corzin's friend? Uh, at this point, one. Just the one which is already holding yeah, but on. But Lux can move over and get another two attacks in. Yeah. I think if there's anything else. Can they then hold the rest of their attacks in you case You can hold the multi-attack action as a whole. Okay. I might do that instead. Okay. Oh, this is going to get interesting. Because <sighs> it seems a waste. The, the mouth is awful. I actually have to check um, my my teddy bear. Uh, not my teddy bear. My notes here for what they react, what they in, what they can't about care about. Okay. The first thing uh, the tailor is going to do then is. It's going to scoot around to the side a little bit. Uh, yeah, and it's going to try and... What's the best thing here? First thing it's going to do then is it's going to hurl one of the... Uh, pick up one of the spools, hurl it at Celestia. Which uh, makes an attack. Uh, it lands sort of in between, so it's just in range. The spool strikes with a dirty 20 to hit, mm -hmm. wraps around you, and uh, restrains you, pulls you off the boat and closer. So it can just go for you with the, uh, with the other three spools and the scissors and the shears. Ice cream, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, it, it wants it wants a bit of revenge for that. Yeah. Um, so it's going to go with uh, so the next because you're restrained. The next a few the next five attacks are with advantage. Hit, ooh, hit eighteen. Hit. I'm fucked, gag. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. uh, four hits, one crit. So let's, uh, and you actually got hit by the first one as well. So uh, here's the first thing then. First attack, you take 10 damage. Mm -hmm. Second is 11. So 21. Mm -hmm. Third would be um, an additional seven. Mm -hmm. So 28. Fourth is uh, an additional 10. 38. 
Uh-huh. Um, the fifth one with the shears themselves is an additional 14, so 54. Is that enough to drop you to, to no. zero? <laughs> okay. I have five whole hit points um, all to myself. Oh, given that you're dropped below 20, uh, give yourself back 14 hit points because on the last attack, Vivienne, who's been like holding steady, like protectively over Grace, fla- twists their rings, flashes their hand, and you notice a shield of force springs up in front of you to intercept one of the attacks. Nice. The shears glance off the arcane ward. The uh, tailor clicks his neck, steps away. You do get an attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Which you can take, take with that. your uh, with with your. <laughs> Why rapiers that I never use? Uh, you can take it with. You're not a warcaster. You can't take it. No, I'm not warcaster. Yeah. Um, also, it's super like not gonna hit. Um, so that is. Oh God, yeah, it's really not gonna hit. It's like ten. I rolled a two. Okay. Uh, so this is panicking because fire and threads everywhere. Leaves you tied up, but uh, with one of the spools, but otherwise gathers the rest. And seeing how injured it is, starts using the spools to stitch itself up and rapidly, with 40 feet of movement, backpedals into the portal (laughs) and through it. It starts the process of closing the portal up, which will not be complete on this turn. So you can still see the tailor hurriedly stitching the, uh, the, uh, the rift in reality up. It's looking very injured. Uh, which brings us to the tailor's turn. Uh, not to, to the tailor's, to Celestia's turn. You are restrained by a thread, so your speed is zero. Uh-huh. Uh, you can otherwise act. My speed is zero, but I can do other things. You, yeah. The tailor is now functionally 30 feet from you. 30 feet away, okay. Um... The screaming, gibbering mouther is also 30 feet from you. <laughs> How many of enemy people can I get in a thirty-foot radius sphere? From All of them, myself? because of where the, of where the, the nightmare yeah, landed. It is creatures I choose as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think Celestia is like properly panicking at this point. There are a lot of like bad Celestia things happening. Um, so she's breathing like super hard, um, and she just like. Gah, like flails a fist um, and smacks the spool and out from it come a load of rainbow cracks with the sound of an electric guitar I'm going to do a destructive weave nice. I mean, hoping that the thunder won't be heard more than 300 feet away because that's what we're discussing like the sound of yeah. it sounds like the crack of, light, of, of, of thunder in the sky so it'll be yeah. heard but might not necessarily draw attention the same way as a gunshot mm-hmm um, so, yeah, I'm going to do thunder damage first. Okay. And that one's cocked. Oh, the cocked roll that it nearly had was much better, but never mind. Um, 12, 14, uh, 16 thunder okay. damage. That teddy bear's finally fucked. That one was also <laughs> cocked. I'm having a good day. Okay. Um, eight, 18, 22. Um, let's say... I'm going to say Radiant, because this all looks pretty deathy. Cool. 38 <laughs> total. Okay, so... and 22 to the... Okay, so the Radiant damage is important, because the, the threads are immune to thunder damage, but not to Radiant. Okay. So you, first of all, you tear through the threads binding you. Yeah. Uh, they had twenty hit points; they're shattered. Okay. 
uh, the lightning crackles that go through strike the tailor, and you hear a sort of <laughs> as it tears apart his threads. He seems. I love that you're. We're fighting a chain devil with a chain devil. Yeah. You're basically I mean, fighting a chain, a chain devil, devil with a chain devil. Really I was like, you totally reflavored it, but this is a chain when you, devil. The moment you chose to bring chain devil, I was like, okay, this is going to get interesting. Uh, <laughs> bring a chain devil to a chain devil fight. <laughs> uh, I hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, you tear the. Uh, you tear. The, uh, the, you see the 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 tailor tear into fabric uh, on the other side of the portal. So back in the dream fold. Uh, as it tears, the portal begins to not stitch, but heal up on its own. Um, the bolt uh, of lightning go, uh, goes through and into the nightmare, sh- staggering it, leaving it grievously wounded. The headless horseman is almost knocked off its horse um, uh, and looks pretty, honestly, 38 damage. Let me just see how much damage that uh, the, the horseman can take. Okay, is seriously injured by as well. You see one of its, uh, its arms hangs loose, uh, the one holding the spear, as it grips the uh, the, the, the reins of the nightmare. Uh, in fact, not the reins, just the mane of the nightmare. Uh, the pair of them turn and bound through the open portal as it seals shut, <laughs> fleeing the fight. You glance back to find that three gaping smoking holes in the gibbering mouth are, as the uh, as the uh, uh, oh yeah the bear just tears to pieces completely and the mound of, of eyes and, and mouths a couple of like moats of something break free and descend in, and escape through the portal as just as it closes but most of it just turns into a sludge of flesh mouths and eyes this creature was almost entirely of this world now. <laughs> oh, God. You mean the people at eight were... Oh. Um, can I get back on the boat with my movement? You get back on the boat with your movement. Captain uh, Sergeant Morris picks up from the deck. Well, hell. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. Neither have I, actually. Um, we, I mean, we kind of have. We have. I'm, I'm going to sit down for a minute. I feel weird. Alright, I'm uh, going to go over to them. Just, like, sits down on the deck with a bit of, like, wall behind her for a bit to, like, slow her breathing down. Looks super weird and not making eye contact. A bit spacey, but, yeah. Just gonna have a little minute down here. That's alright. Skip, are you alright? Oh, I'm fine. I barely got took a scratch. Alright. Um. Oh, I'm kind of reasonably injured. I should deal with that at some point. Here, let let me deal with uh, this. Scamp, can you do something about the mast? We've got to get this thing moving again. Yeah, well, we don't need the mast, do we? It's not powered by it right now. No, not particularly, but it'd be, um, uh, Good to prevent us getting have, snuck yeah. up on. Uh, there's not a body of the captain, is there? There, there is presumably biomass that belonged to the captain somewhere in the uh, pile, but it's it's very disconfigured from its original form. Mm, yeah, not enough to do anything medically with. Not all the eyes are like 
humanoid either. There's like a deer eye you can see in there. There's there's at least three crow eyes. Some beaks. Well, that's a fucking horrifying thing. Yeah. Shit, that's a very nasty way to go. Yeah. Yeah. You see the young Talbot's just like it's like got his hat in his hands. I'm really sorry. It all happened so fast. It is very quick. Steer the boat, lad. Whatever happens, it all goes wrong. Just keep the boat steering. He just numbly goes to the tiller and looks to the soldiers. I'm sorry. Can we... We should do something with them. Um, Vivienne holds up a hand. If, if you give me ten minutes, I can erect a dome which will stop smoke rising up if we burn them. That's probably a good idea. Sensible. Thank you. Um, Viv, Viv looks back. Uh, I could probably try and do something about the mast, but it would also take ten minutes. So. Scouts on that. The okay. Mast. okay. Yeah. If, uh, the same if sort this of thing, thing is from where I think it's from, we need to destroy it entirely. Of course. All right, Celestia, hold the soldiers. Let me deal with this. No. While you're doing this, the soldiers help Healers move gets. the remains onto the bank. Vivienne sets up the essentially the Learman's Shelter dome, which blocks smoke so that they can burn it. Also as many cure wounds as necessary. <laughs> I mean, be a bit careful, we've still got some journey to go. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a short a short sit down and a rest would be better well, than I've, now. Uh, I've used a, uh, a Healer's Kit uh, dose anyway. What does that do? D60. D6. Do you want to roll it or should I? Uh, I'll roll it. Okay. That's a whole two. Great. Okay. Hey, it does something. Right. She's a little, like, far away looking while you cover out, but she's getting there. Lady Grace looks at you with a strange expression. Well fought. Do you need a potion? Uh, I, I've got some. Wouldn't go. Sorry, I'm a bit weird. Uh, wouldn't go miss. Of course. Have you uh, got Viv, spares? One of the. Thank you. Passes you a potion. Uh, I'll just roll that for you. Yeah. It's a pretty standard potion. You get uh, 10 hit points back. Cool. That was amazing with all of the rainbow stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I just—I sort of panicked, and it happened uh, quite big. Yeah. Seems like it happened exactly um, the time it needed to. Yeah, I should check on Lux. <laughs> Lux is just like, uh, Lux has wandered over to. Actually, no, Lux is bound by their by their orders, so they are just staying and chuckling softly to themselves. Can you keep a watch and? Um, Guard over us. 
while we rest a bit? Of course. I'm not going to make it in order because it feels wrong to, but could you maybe tone the, the giggling down? <sighs> she says nothing more, nor giggles more. Oh, good. That was really awful. <laughs> it, yeah, that was, it was awful. Oh. Get the rainbow spirit. Think we can do that again sometime? Ooh. Oh, it took a bit out. Ooh. Yeah, it's huge. Ooh. Could have been huge if they weren't immune to half the shit. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Sorry, I am actually talking to my spirit friend. I've not just gone completely insane. You're sighted then? Yes. It's how I do everything. Not so fortunate myself, but... Hmm. The odds um, your are stuff low. looks pretty interesting. Uh, Viv is uh, my bodyguard. She's trained to, if needed, project a sort of ward to stop in, uh, harm coming to me. It can take a bit of... It can take the most serious injuries if needed. Um, thank you for that, Viv. Not the problem. Helped. Well, that's, um, we need to talk to some of our friends about why that's happened. Yes. We need to find Vera. Because usually that uh, sort of thing can only happen if there's a, if there's a an opening that is made and held open. No, no, the one we saw, they just happened. Remember the first one? That yeah, Vera sometimes they open and close for short times. Yeah. And you've got to be there to, how did we keep it shut? Vera did whatever uh, uh, she was doing. We just fought off what was coming through. From what you recall, actually, a lot of it was killing the nightmare. Yeah. Mm. We needed to kill that horse. Bugger. I would note that the the portal started to heal up uh, in a diff rather than being stitched up once the tailor was broken. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it was. The... So, do we think it's not coming back anytime well, soon? Well, if it was the tailor that opened that thing, the tailor is now destroyed. Well, not fully. Was it? Was it fully destroyed? He escaped. escaped. It was dis. You saw the tailor destroyed, but the tailor was destroyed on the other side of the portal. Right. Ah, so we don't know. You saw them break apart, and then the portal healed up, snapped closed quite quickly. Depends what the rules are and the place they're in. It might be different so than it here. It might be that this place is safe for now. We maybe need to uh, uh, shoot out a few sendings when we get back. Get some advice. Or a dream. Yes. Can do that. For now, take some rest. We'll keep an eye. We'll make once this funeral is conducted. We'll make our way yeah. home. Sorry, we couldn't uh, step in in time for him. Yeah. Well, you get used to it, I'm afraid. You're quite young, aren't you? No. <laughs> for an elf, yes. <laughs> I'm afraid it is 
One day we should have a talk on our own about that. What? Getting older. She gives a slight look towards Corson and, and Scamp and then back at you. Mm. Okay. Slightly sad look to her eyes for a moment, but resumes her usual look. Maybe we have a few things to talk about. The funeral is conducted. It's a, ter- it's a short affair with the boat members bidding farewell as best they can to Captain Talbot as they're burned in the little dome to avoid the smoke sending a signal. Viv then uses a spell, a frostbite spell, to cool the ashes. Make sure that the smoke is fairly dis... Then once it breaks, dispels, disperses the smoke with a gust of wind. By which point the mast is fixed. Do you have any family or anything? I think you're looking at some of them. You see yeah. there are three halflings aboard. Um, the uh, younger Talbot uh uh, another a halfling woman doesn't have the family resemblance he presumably is his wife and their daughter who does share this family resemblance and is old enough to work the boat it looks like it was a family Shit, affair that's awful <laughs> yeah <sighs> out of earshot of the family Lady Grace whispers to Viv. Triple the fee on this one. It's a cold comfort, but... She, Viv nods. It's kinder than a lot of people would be. Hmm. Sometimes what people need is security. Hmm. Agreed. Well, unfortunately the sun does not wait for us. Mm. We must be on our way. Alright. With a heavy heart and a heavy hand, the younger Talbot takes up the till. The tiller. It's one last glance back at the ashes, makes the sign of the regent... And then the boat continues on. You make the last out it out of the of the nightmare forest safely and do not see any further patrols the rest of the way until you reach the soldiers ready to retrieve the barge and its contents on Hickory Island. Mm. Vivienne passes, you see as, as you disembark, Vivienne passes a sealed package along with a purse, uh, quite a thick purse it looks like, uh, to the younger Talbot with some unheard words. There's like a slightly stiff nod and then a softer, more grateful nod from the Talbot. I want a message to them life yeah 
not much I can do to make this better, but... Oh. There's not much I can do to make this better, but if you ever need a favour, just ask. She looks over, a little startled, and nods. I give her a hand up, just so she knows it's me. You continue on your way back to the city before the rise of dawn. And we'll pick up from there next time. Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Thirsties and natural twenties. It's not safe on the edge of dreams And sometimes all's not what it seems This place was meant to cause but fear And now it's taken life so dear So gather your muskets, gather your spears We'll plunder the shores of Calcineer No cracking storm or spell we fear So come and sail with us, my dear